0: Tune into to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: Reminder: you done and dusted. Sun and dusted is the headline. Ray there is another one and 25 degrees is an icon making the uh, one, uh, two, papers one, this two. morning in quite some detail. The roasting temperatures dominate many of the, the red tops, which is great. I also see a lovely photograph from the Echo this morning giving it a wide berth, they say. That's the LE Ethna passing a cruise liner, the MS Serenade of the Seas, in Cove the weekend that 's astonishing. It can take uh, two and a half thousand passengers i don 't know whether there were passengers on board, whether they got off or not. I mean you see the cruise liner adverts in the newspapers. Uh, on a certainly on the weekends page after page but that's all for 2022 but there it is nonetheless and it's good to see it there meanwhile some people who went overseas in their halls six irish people make the papers this morning they were rescued from sweden's highest mountain overnight they were stranded uh, an icy mountain it could have been their icy mountain grave if they hadn't been rescued would you believe it they were just wearing t-shirts and shorts Uh, the group were uh, not professional climbers they had no equipment on them And stranded on the mountain range as temperatures got down into the minuses. It's a story that makes the red tops. uh, And again, you wonder about the recklessness of people. Sometimes, I mean, you could say that they got lost and they didn't know where they were going, uh, but they had a lucky escape there. Um, Also, talking about lucky escapes, I'm quite sure there was no big issue really, apart from the poor old bird that flew into the threw into the engine. But um, Ryanair flight from Cork to Stansted to uh, sorry, from Cork to Spain had to be diverted. Uh, to uh, Stansted after takeoff. It struck a bird shortly after takeoff. And that's another story from the Red Tops. I suppose there was a bit of delay for those on board and their sunspot destination of Alicante when they were forced to chain courses, but everything sorted out in the end. It was another bird strike. And then you look at, well, you know, a lot of what we were talking about yesterday regarding uh, opening up, um, you know, arts, um, theaters, drama. Music and performers, live arts. It's making the times again this morning uh, where you have um, the uh, arts culture minister, uh, Martin, um, planning again to have another go at trying to get Cabinet to back her reopening of live events for vaccinated people we dealt with this yesterday uh, for live events and that's the front page of the times today it's quite interesting because metro uk and the uk are reporting a gig in new key it was a 5 day event apparently a music festival uh, in cornwall 50000 people went there from the 11th through the 15th of uh, august and 4700 of them have tested positive for COVID. So you see that kind of tightrope we're walking, if you like. Large numbers of parents and young people have taken to social media saying they contracted the virus after the music festival. Um, and as they say, it's a, it's a very sociable disease. Isn't that what we hear? So that's one music festival where there was uh, quite an amount of people. Something I imagine that was something like 10%, isn't it? Something like that. Anyway, papers uh, locally then. The Echo um, talks is a very, very sad and poignant and well-written article by Anne Murphy making the Echo today three years on. It's the grieving mother of 24-year-old Connor Quinn. She says, herself and the family have woken up every morning for more than three years with a pain of their son's death, knowing that his killer is still out there. You'll recall this story, I'm sure. It's the story of Connor Quinn, 24 year old. He died shortly after being stabbed by another man on Bridge Street in Mallow. This was July 2018. And the suspect in the stabbing and the death of uh, Connor has since fled the country. Now, the guards did issue a European arrest warrant for him, but there's been no success in locating where this guy is. Connor got out of his car on Bridge Street, half past eight on the night of the murder. murder. There was a brief conversation, confrontation. Uh, He was stabbed at least once and the young man who stabbed him fled. So the family's pain makes the echo today. Papers also talk about yet more uh, student development on side. More plans have been given the green light now, and this is out in the, you know, Kelleher's Auto Centre there, the Wilton Road, Victoria Cross and Bishopstown area. Uh, They're going to build 243 student bed spaces out there. So it's on the front page of this morning's, Uh, this morning's uh, echo and they also talk in detail actually about the fact that Monday morning showed the worst street littering in Cork in 20 years. Uh, Some would say You'd never think that there was any kind of uh, COVID-19 to be worried about with the parting that went on and the drinking that went on in the city on Sunday. And indeed, Sunday night, apparently, Washington Street was just baluba. And you can see the result of it early Monday morning. Mind you, within a couple of hours, because the sanitation department at Cork City Council are superb and it's like as if they have a magic wand the way they can clean up. So all that was gone. But there it was nonetheless early morning and you might have seen the video footage of it. And then there's the story of uh, two, two lads who were airlifted from West Cork on Sunday. They were found collapsed. Now they think it could have been a suspected drugs binge. One in their 20s and the other in their 30s. And Jason Vanderveld of the West Cork Rapid Response uh, Unit also works out of the CUH uh, with three ambulances that were tasked to, to the scene to continued to try to resuscitate these guys and keep them breathing and then they were airlifted following the drugs binge it's an own english story in the papers today and unfortunately the number of young people this is something that just keeps to, seems, seems to keep doubling year in, year out. And that's the number of young people seeking help from Pieda House, uh, self-harm behavior, suicidal ideation, up 42%, the amount of people contact P- contacting Pieta House since 2021. In 2021, you compare it to the same time last year. Has COVID anything to do with that? Uh, has, um, you know, their own, Um, You know, reactions to maybe social media, to different platforms that they're dealing with. Is it worried about exams? Is it worried about sexuality? Is it worried about a career path? I don't know. It's probably all of that and lots more besides. And the Times today says that a fifth of Irish teenage boys, that's one in in five, they do not believe that it's always necessary to gain consent before engaging in sexual activity with someone. This is new research out of Galway. They surveyed 600 transition and fifth-year students. That's alarming, isn't it? It's quite worrying that one in five teenage boys do not believe that it's always necessary to gain a consent. Papers also this morning on a lighter note talk of many different celebs. And I'll be coming back to this a little later on with regards to celebs that you have met. But Bill Murray um, is um, here on the Emerald Isle and has been for some time. He loves golf and he's gone around the place playing golf. But he has, a f- he has finally gone around to sampling an Irish delicacy. And that delicacy, of course, is a Tato sandwich just tato cheese and onion good fresh crusty bread and butter nothing else the entire packet and you have an option you can either crush the crisps in the packet before you open them and just sprinkle it on, then like little chips of crisps. Or you can put the entire packet very carefully on and crush the living daylights out of it. Choice is yours. Here we go already um, with people disagreeing with me. What is it? A money about six to seven minutes in. Nobody puts Hellman's mayonnaise, my dear friend. I do. On a crisp sandwich.
2: Oh, I'm, I, it's probably my favorite sandwich is a crisp sandwich, but it has to be fluffy, white, crusty Oh, it's
1: it down all day. It has to be. Yeah. No Brown stuff
2: or anything like that. And then um No brown no brown <laughs> No brown bread, no Forget no no. no. White bread. And then um <laughs> no I don't do the butter thing anymore now. I just have a tiny layer of Hellman's light mayo or Hellman's I Lawned love, love butter. And the thing I know, and, and the taters on top, divine. It and a cup divine, of tea yeah. has to be a nice cup of tea with it as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Last week I had the mother and father of all fish finger sandwiches. Yeah, with oh my god, with ketchup. No, but, but I'd the, have. That. But the crisp sandwich is a close second.
2: Uh, yeah, but for me it would be the crisp sandwich first, and then a sausage sandwich. Oh yeah, all day <laughs> with long. ketchup
1: oh and a cup god. of tea, also on white crusty bread. You no, know, do you know what I found out yesterday that there's the same amount of calories in a scone as there is in five slices of white bread I was gutted
2: I I just joined Insta recently and I swear to God they're trying to tell me something because every second ad is this crowd Noom do you Mm -hmm. know them? no Right, why, why do they keep popping up? What do they do? They, they basically tell you those type of things. It's, a, it's a, an app to lose weight and stuff. But they say that they have visual pictures and they had that, which was the five slices of bread versus something else or whatever. Oh yeah, my God, I, never I mean, so if, yeah. if there's
1: five slices of bread equates to one sandwich, one scone.
2: yeah.
1: How many slices of bread equates to a Billy Macasey scone in Douglas?
2: Yeah, but the thing Probably is, 20
1: slices of bread.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, if nobody sees you eating it, there's no calories. That is true.
1: They're sneaky calories.
2: <laughs> no. And do you know what? you're, you're on I about like your logic. You're on about your crisp sandwich, but you have to try
1: cheddar cheese and strawberry jam. All the time. Sweet yeah, and savoury. Yeah, Love it. Oh, All definitely. the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. People look at me, and they go mad. They go, no, what? no. And, and, and one up from that, actually, is a scone with cheddar cheese and strawberry jam.
2: No mm. Wouldn't do it for me now at all. Actually Follins do a lovely strawberry jam It's with Prosecco Strawberry and Prosecco Oh my god yeah. I'm trying that later when I go home Oh,
1: a lot of, a lot of other, do you see the one with Tom Cruise he was so hungry that he went into a restaurant apparently he's filming Mission Impossible as you know the latest one do you see one of the scenes actually where they actually created in real life a train going off a track over a cliff this is up in Birmingham and he went into this restaurant and the, you, you talk about Instagram the restaurant the Asian restaurant is getting huge mileage because he took a photograph of them in the Indian restaurant he loved the food so much the chicken tikka masala that he ordered it twice
2: and did he eat them both or yeah, did he-
1: I yeah, No, I was trying to find a... Si- look at the size of the bowl because there isn't a pick on Tom Cruise, but I suppose it's all the physical stuff that he's doing.
2: Oh ah, well, you see, he's got hollow legs. Either <laughs> that or he's storing up for the winter. And
1: then <laughs> And then, of course, there's the story of Kino, who's on oh, fire on dumb. social media yeah, at the yeah. moment, isn't he?
2: I actually only liked his page last night. He's 1.5 million followers on Instagram. But his
1: granddaughters, do <laughs> abs- you see the photograph? They idolise him, yeah, wrapped yeah. around his legs. They love
2: granddad. So cute, yeah, yeah. There's another one, actually, because I was having a snoop on his page last night. He's a beautiful one with another little grandkid, a little girl, lovely little blondie one. And he says, he says something like, oh, she, she, she idolises me. I told her to get in the queue. <laughs> but his comments are brilliant. I wonder, are they from him or is someone working his page? Uh, I say it's so him. Good. What
1: was he? What was one point five million One point five million, and people love him. And he's saying, what was he saying? He was he was talking about uh, that he was available for parties or something, is yeah, it?
2: Yeah, because he has a kind of a little, I don't know, it's a bear under his arm. Like he he was dressed up for the, one of the kids' parties, obviously. Yeah, was just dressed, dressed up as Chase from Paw Patrol. Is that who it was? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Keen, he's looking great. In fairness, he looks really happy for the first time yeah. in his life. And he said, available
1: for parties. I think he said I need, something along the lines of, I need the money because the pool needs heating. Yeah, he's
2: so funny. He'd make money as a stand-up, judging by the comments underneath all
1: the pictures. They're brilliant, really. Oh, so my God. He's one in a million, in fairness to him. He really can't take the pee out of himself, and that's the greatest thing in the world. Liam and Millie have been crowned Love Island champions. Um, would you think they give them a million or two million in the world we live at now? You only win 58 grand to have your life... <laughs> Torn apart on Love Island. But I suppose it's what comes after it. And all of the papers deal with that one as well this morning. Thank you. The Neil Prendaville Show. It's open. You can text 868 Pick up the phone on one 850 I bet you'll start getting texts now on other people's favorite sandwiches and what have you. But there you have it. The Tato. And it has to be Tato crisps, really and truly. And it has to be fresh bread. And off you go. Pick up the phone on one 104 106 I touched on this yesterday and then ran out of time. It was the gospel on Sunday morning. It was the second reading reading from the Ephesians when there was a paragraph in it saying, Wives, and, and this could be taken out of context. You really would need to read the entire gospel. But the lines, refer, lines I'm referring to are wives should regard their husbands as they regard the Lord. Since Christ is head of the church and saves the whole body, so is the husband the head of his wife. Uh, The church submits to Christ, so wives to their husbands in everything. Now it does go on to say that husbands should love their wives, etc., etc., and that they should have a holy union, etc., but they do say that wives should um, submit to their husbands in everything. Bear in mind now, that this was written uh, 1500 to 2000 years ago, and perhaps the world has very much changed. I believe that in most dioceses around the country, that section of the gospel was crossed out and not read, but not in all of them, by all accounts. Anyway, to our phone lines we go: one eight fifty, one zero four, one zero six. Eileen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, I'm well, thanks. So bear in mind now that this is a 2000 year old gospel or a 2000 year old letter. So we need to look at it now through different eyes. Anyway, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I saw the post on the page and, and like a lot of people, was was quite taken aback. As you said, that this is still being read out. Um, and again, before I start, this has nothing to do with attacking any religion. Um, I did notice a lot of the comments on your page were saying that the Catholic religion is constantly being attacked. But in my opinion... The Catholic religion has to be held to a higher standard. No I don't
1: think attacked is right, maybe, maybe questioned and challenged I think you would say Okay. Yeah wouldn't you I, um, Wouldn't you think that's the better way to put it? Not attacked I mean they, you know it's okay to yeah, question. Yeah I suppose
3: again it depends on someone's interpretation I guess somebody who would be um, a devout Catholic would take great exception um, to their, their faith being questioned and they would be of the belief that people who are not of Catholic faith should just go away and leave them alone that no one is forcing it upon them Um, But I just feel that the Catholic Church has to be held to a higher standard of accountability because it's dictating to our our elected officials in this country. They they are responsible for implementing policies in our schools. They're responsible for um, everything to do with our children's education in the majority of the case because the majority of schools are still under the Catholic religious patronage. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting
1: you there... mentioned that actually because there was a, 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 a um, an employment tribunal last week which I don't have in front of me but it involved a teacher and a caretaker who had a confrontation in a school up the country because the That's caretaker correct. had put up a statue of the of Our Lady um, yes. and the uh, the teacher, I have to give him his due respect here now because I don't have the tribunal report in front of me, the teacher was upset by it wanted to take it down, there was a bit of an argy-bargy, led to issues. I, I think that the teacher lost the um, the Employment Tribunal Appeal. Um, it's it's one of those ones that, you know, wonder about Catholic schools and putting up, um, you know, religious icons. You didn't yes. see that one, did you?
3: I did, I saw it, and yes, um, that teacher did lose, did lose the case, but I think it was more of the fact that there was actually a physical altercation broke out, and I think it was on those grounds that um, I think the case probably went against the teacher. What do you do
1: if you have a teacher or indeed students in a Catholic school who aren't themselves practicing? And they it's
3: wrong. It's very wrong. And my own children are attending a school that is of Catholic ethos. And there's a large people in this country believe that people choose to send their children to Catholic schools. In a lot of cases, you do not have any choice. And there's a perception that if you send your child to a Catholic school, that it's your own choice and that the Catholic ethos is taught, is taught to them and it's not forced upon them. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, in my own situation, my children attend the school of Catholic ethos because there is no other option. There is no other availability in any school. Gotcha,
1: yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah,
3: they yeah. are not removed from the class, even though I've asked the school if I can remove the children from the school during the religious um, indoctrination. That's not being permitted. Um, the children are sitting in the room. They're still hearing what's going on. Um, so for those who feel
1: that... when did you go to an Educate Together school?
3: There's no, there's no placement in East Cork. For okay. the educate,
1: so you, you educate had no together. choice but to go to a to,
3: Absolutely uh, no. And when you get on to secondary school education, as I know you've covered previously, there isn't even places in East Cork.
1: And your reasons behind that, um, you know, point of view is that you know that you regard religion as the biggest enemy to women, children and members of the LGBT communities. Your words, not mine, you're saying that.
3: Yes, that's correct. And again, I don't claim to be versed in in any readings of the Bible. As I said, it's not my thing. Um, And as I said, uh, again, Believe in anything that you want. But to me, Bible readings and psalms, they have to be understood and interpreted. Um, And religious readings are dependent on the person who is teaching them. Um, So when I read a verse like that, I can only but take the words that I'm reading be the case and again it's that I don't. Well, think we used to, verse- to say
1: take it as gospel remember
3: exactly like there's another and again I'm not claiming to be versed in the Bible I just took one or two examples here there's another verse um, Timothy 2.11 verse 11 uh, let the women learn in silence and in all submission and my understanding of that of that reading is that women shouldn't speak they have no authority and um, it goes on to speak about childbearing how painful childbirth is and that it's being regarded as women's atonement and that the gift of childbearing will be given to a woman as long as she is, as long as she is faithful
1: atonement and atonement, atonement is punishment and I said, I,
3: that, that again this is merely my interpretation of that verse um there's another verse uh, in the new testament, testament romans 1 26 27 which calls for condemnation um of anybody of the LGDP um community saying that it's against nature so as i said i don't really have any interest in the reading um, or understanding the philosophy, philosophies of the religion, of, of any religion, or, or the Bible, but that's what they're saying. But when we have a country that, as I said, the Catholic Church are literally dictating to elected officials, um, the Catholic religion Here Are they gone.
1: anymore, though, I wonder? Are they really? Well, they
3: are. If you look at the education system they are. and They're dictating admission policies, um, they're dictating who, you know, okay, perhaps again if it went to a tribunal, the refusal of allowing a child into a school based on their religion may not stand up, but it's still in writing and they're still permitted to do it. The education, the Department of Education, have very little to do with the running of schools.
0: But would, it, um, would a
1: would the school with a Catholic ethos um, refuse admission to a child? Do they ask religious religious status?
3: Yes, they do.
1: And if you were to, if you were to put down none... You think you, the child wouldn't get in, is it?
3: Um, well, that's what admission policies are stating. Again, if it happens, what the legal situation would be? I don't know. Again, I suppose we just have to wait for... But yet those schools then that.
1: are funded by the state, which is funded by the taxpayer, which is that's funded correct. by you. Yeah.
3: And a lot of people um, in the majority of schools, uh, parents are the main financial benefactors of schools. The majority of religious patronages do not contribute one single cent to schools. So I know a lot of families around the country are suffering um, trying to get their children back to school um, and they're being forced to pay fees which are regarded as voluntary fees because the schools aren't being funded sufficiently Mm -hmm. by the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. The schools need the money. Why aren't the patronages or the religious institutions contributing financially. They are the, one, the ones that are dictating the policies in the schools. Okay, they good do points. not financially contribute.
1: Yeah, good points, well made. Um, one, w- would it make it any better if you heard that they instructed churches to delete that line from the gospel? Most did, but, but not all.
3: Um, again, as I said, it's just another example. You know, there will be something else next week in relation to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church can do as they please when they separate themselves from the day to day running. But, they, but
1: those but those that would practice Catholicism would say if it worse to the effect if you don't want to be part of the club or you don't want to be with us, then do your own thing.
3: But you can't because it's embroiled in every aspect of our world. Of in Ireland. Um, I had a friend last week who was in the Mercy Hospital having a procedure done and back in the day ward there was a, a religious a Catholic religious picture over her bed. Um the constitution is you know has has numerous wordings If you want to become a judge in this country, you have to, you have, you have to swear an oath, uh, religious. So it's it's embroiled in every aspect.
1: And why of did you war, re- why then. did you refer to the um religious icon in the war Did she not want it there?
3: Um. Well, why should it be there again? Is it is it the Catholic Church it's that are building
1: It's probably the bonds. Are... Was it? No, the Mercy Hospital. Yeah, well, because of Mercy nuns, I suppose.
3: But are they funding it? Is, is it, you know, is it the, the money that the church, the church aren't taxed?
1: Is there money funding the Department There's a big massive statue going when you go into the mercy, isn't there? It's a That's big, right. That, like an indoor grotto there.
3: Yeah, yeah. But why are people being forced to continue to have the Catholic Church in, you know, in everyday walk of their life said, the Catholic Church can do as they please. Those who have the Catholic faith can do as they please. But if they want to be left alone, remove the church from from the state. Okay, all right. Church and
1: state. Thanks, Alain. Much obliged. More calls after the break. Text to eight six eight one zero four one zero six. I mean, I just found it somewhat and listen, I just found it kind of a bit disturbing, considering what we're going through at the moment in Afghanistan uh, and the Taliban and the rights of women and young girls. That you would have something read from the pulpit along those lines. That uh, uh, a husband is head of his wife, uh, so wives should uh, should to their husbands obey in everything. Back after the break,
0: text 0868-104-106. Call the Neil Prenderville show now, 1850-104-106. Red FM. With regards to the Equality
1: Tribunal, it found that the teacher found that uh, they found the tribunal found that the teacher had not established any facts from which uh, inference of discrimination could be drawn in the case. A lot of text then with regards to um, that partial part of the gospel that I spoke about. This reading was also in my church. We were there for my father in law's anniversary mass. I honestly couldn't believe what I was hearing and my sister-in-law was reading it as a family member is always asked when it's an anniversary says Anya another one here Margaret says what happened to equal rights for everyone this priest is back in the stone ages I can't believe that priests said that or read that Brian says the gospel was written 800 years ago uh, about a time over 2000 years ago uh, it had more relevance in Palestine and Judea back then I'm a Catholic but I believe these teach- these teachings need to be updated For 21st century life and not life two millennia ago. It's an excellent point. Uh, Rose wonders, is there not a religion on earth that actually praises equality? All religion needs to drag themselves into the 21st century. Yeah, or maybe a religion that, that, you know, uh, that um, praises or just talks up love of all people, regardless of their persuasion. Nicole says, I was at Mass for a family member's anniversary and that was the reading. I looked around wondering, was anyone else hearing the words coming out of his mouth? I nearly laughed in the middle of the church. Definitely no place for a sermon like that in this day and age. I think I would I would have stood up and walked out had I been there, says Siobhan. But Michael says, I think somebody has way too much time on their hands and probably gets mortally offended at everything and anything. It's a small piece of scripture, thousands of years old, a guide to those who want to live in God's way, No one's forced to listen. It's definitely not saying treat your husband like God, because God said we are not to have other gods, only him. Yes, God's not big on divorce. I think that's the message. I don't think anyone should be shocked at that. This old woke stuff is getting ridiculous now, says Michael. And Bernie says uh, this was the one read at Mass in every diocese in the country, as it happens to be the second reading. Of course, so many people read just that quote. Didn't bother to finish reading the full amount. It boils down to respecting and loving each other in marriage. It couldn't be simpler. Well, I read what I read, and it was that, um, I suppose to paraphrase, that the man is always the boss. Uh, keep those texts coming. Text 0868 Joy, good morning.
4: Hi. Hi.
1: And I'll read out some more texts again. But you wanted to just pick up on the on, on the point of, uh, you know, in a world of extremism with regards to religion, and maybe the Taliban in Afghanistan, it's probably not the most apt thing to be saying from the... Pulpit of a Catholic <laughs> church, is it?
4: Um, I think all religions have, within their ancient scriptures, as pointed out, um, words and instructions that are outdated in the modern world. they all based from the same sort of era, same sort of wording, um, Jewish, Christian, Islam, and they all have that sort of wording in their um, scriptures. Now, the problem really comes is when some part of that religion takes those scriptures and wants to live them literally. And I think that's when you get extremism.
1: Or an individual goes back home to his wife or children, yeah. say for instance, and yeah. lives it literally.
4: Yes. Yeah. And and you have it. I mean, when I had our eldest daughter 45 years ago, um, I was asked, was I going to be churched? Because women were churched after childbirth because they were unclean after
1: childbirth. Wasn't there a period of time, and that's gone now, you see, that's the way oh, you want to see things modernly. Wasn't there a period of time when there. a woman couldn't go into a church after it, childbirth?
4: Well, yes, and if you went in, you had to cover your head. What is the difference between that and women in the Islamic religion wearing a head covering?
1: Well, here's the difference. Churching is now gone.
4: Yes, but that's... Some of the church has moved on to the modern way of life. Their scriptures haven't. So these scriptures are read out. Now, people take offense at them. I think rightly so, because they're ancient and we don't live in an ancient world. And people hear what they want to hear. So, as you say, somebody might go home having heard that and treat his wife badly or treat their husband badly or whatever.
1: And feel feel as if they have permission,
4: you think. Yeah, because it's in the scriptures. So, this is what happens. You know, the Taliban have taken the Islamic religion interpreted it their own way, literally, and they want to live literally. So we have extremism. And you have it in all religions. And I guess I realized this in 1965 when I was quite a young child, and I gave up religion. Now, it doesn't mean I don't respect other people's beliefs. I don't, um, you know, I respect the fact that they want to believe in this entity, Um, But I do hear modern life saying, oh, well, you know, I I can't believe in science because, but you're quite happy to believe in an ancient scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, so this leads to the problems we have in modern life. Mm -hmm. And I think people have to realize this. That scripture was read within the Catholic Church because that is the reading for the day. And it's being read from something that was written Years ago. But
1: apparently there was some instruction, I'll get clarification on this a little later on, not to read out that line. Um, Well,
4: maybe there was, and maybe some of the priests ignored it because they feel that it's part of the scriptures and they should read it. You know, maybe it's time religions have to look at their ancient scriptures and update them.
1: I I think modernize, yeah. Yeah, Because because it says, and I'll put this point to... Uh, to Father Tom a little later on it, it says this is the gospel of the Lord but actually he didn't write it, Paul wrote it
4: Oh, yeah oh, you know, somebody else wrote it from what they thought Paul's words were you know, it's it's been written by man it's not been written by God mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because God actually didn't write anything you know because it wasn't done in those days.
1: So would you would you still regard yourself as religious but not catholic, is it?
4: I'm spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not any religion. Um I'm more pagan. Because I believe in nature treating the world properly,
1: respecting other people,
4: being kind to people.
1: And that there is nothing so, after this life.
4: I believe there could be but not because of a god. You know, uh, some religions believe in a sort of you come back. If you've been good, you come back nicely. If you haven't been good back, you know, you come back and sort of punished.
1: I often wonder about that. What's the point in coming back if you've no recollection of it, you know?
4: Well, it's what's the point in believing in that you go to this magical place in the sky and everybody lives up there? It's the same thing. Mm. Mm. You know, you, you believe what you believe, but I believe it's much better to be spiritual on, on the earth and be kind to people. And quite honestly, from what I've been seeing lately about Christian people, um, or even when I was a child, there's a lot of hypocrisy there. You know, there's a lot of people who say they're Christian, uh, but they don't they're not kind. They're nasty. Really nasty. Mm. I mean to give you an example, the the poor fellow who lost his wife and she was buried yesterday and, and there was a newspaper report on it and somebody had actually put up on this this poor fellow might see. I don't believe a word of this story. Well,
1: I don't know anything about those it kind is. of comments. You know, these people no, are a, just... You
4: know, that's, that's a nastiness in people. Mm. Mm. And that's
1: wrong. And I think some of the... I, just, I actually despair about people. I despair like about people
4: about that become extremists.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just think it gives them some sort of cloak of anonymity. But I just despair that they actually think that way, you know. Well, the, this is it. That, you know, that, um, that toxicity that you see in... It's it far is. from it's I far think- from social media. Most of the time it's anti social media anyway.
4: Well yes it is. But it's also anti Christian and yet we say we're a Christian country.
1: But could any of us go from morning waking moment to sleeping at night without ever having a bad thought or a nasty thought or, you know, um you know, <laughs> not not engaging in, in criticism or gossip. You
4: can you can have None you of us could do that. Thoughts. But you should try not to Purvey them on somebody else, but it, it, it's it's this whole thing. You know, I, I go to church on a Sunday. I'm a good person, but I can say all these things. So there is this toxicity, and there is within all religions this thing of ancient scripture. And I think religions just, if they want to survive, are going to have to
1: upgrade themselves. Okay, and modernize. Thank you modern. for that, Joy. Yeah. So much. Thank you, uh, Jason. Good morning. Morning Neil, how are you? You hold on, there's like a fast ad break back in a sec.
0: This is the Neil Prendeville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. And by text, Prenderville, quit being such a basher or two in
1: my religion. Our church has been a punching bag for all you non-believers. We were last on the government's list for consideration during COVID. Pubs, restaurants, and everything else were talked about. Our churches just closed. And yes, our churches didn't get any COVID payment. Us as parishioners all pull together. Your snide remarks about the Vatican are typical of non-Mass goers. So each to their own. I'm a Catholic and this is Ireland. That's a text actually from back when we were talking about the lotto at the North Cathedral and uh, asking the public to um, contribute by engaging in a lotto for fundraising for the North Cathedral. And it was a point that I made at the time about how rich the Vatican was. Um, I, you know, that's being, you're entitled to your opinion. You're being very judgmental of my beliefs, incidentally. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, you, me being a, a non mascot or you talk about me being a non-believer and a, a basher of Catholicism. That isn't true. It just isn't. I mean, if there's debate, I will debate. And if there are issues that need to be discussed, I'll discuss them uh, in as balanced a way as I can. Uh, I've said it a million times before. I'm a big Jesus fan. Always have been a huge Jesus fan. The man himself. I mean, how things have, have, have developed over the past couple of thousand years. I've serious question about much of that and also about modernizing and you know getting with the modern society that we live in now but as far as Jesus goes big fan. Uh, Jason good morning Morning Neil how are you? I'm good thanks. You you were a devout Catholic but not anymore
5: <clears throat> I was and uh, there was a few things I suppose that just weren't sitting away with me I suppose Um, you know when you'd go to mass and stuff like it was the repetition of prayer and you know basically being told to stand up and sit down and Bow and say this prayer every week and week out.
1: No different, so to mo- no different to a lot of other religions. That one, the Jewish faith, yeah, is well, the same. I, I, Muslim I, I, faith.
5: myself feeling feeling any closer to God by doing it, it was just repetition. I, a bit, you know, I was just doing as I was told in the church. But I kind of, um I kind of went looking around then to find, you know, find my own answers through the Bible. And there was a couple of. Um, one or two of the scriptures that jumped out at me from the start which, which really got me got my attention was like? Exodus 20 Exodus 20 or it says you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in the heavens above on the earth below or in the waters beneath you sure. shall not bow down to them or worship them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God and
1: yeah, but that was not to do with religious statues that would have had to do with worshipping the moon or the sun or the stars or you know to, like yeah, false gods, you would have, you would have, they would have said
5: it, it, w- it would have been. But then it, it just it, it created questions in my mind, like you know, was I doing the right thing? We say in the Catholic ethos, ethos like um, you have um, there's a lot of praying to Mary and stuff like that. So it just never sat well with me. So like,
1: and what was wrong with was praying been, to Mary?
5: Well, um, if you look at um, Constantine, for example, he was in power from three three 306 the, to 300, 337. The Pope. And Constantine, yeah, in the in Roman Emperor. Yeah, yeah. And um, he brought in the veneration of Mary in that period of time. And basically, what he did was he got all the religions together because they were all arguing after Jesus' death. And he got them all together and said, right, let's get this story straight. So he formed the Catholic religion at that point. And my perception of that then was like, um, I suppose what I studied first was the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they were written with a 65-year period after Jesus had died. So two of them were his apostles, and two of them were best friends of the apostles. So I figured to myself, like, you know, um, why would I take, we'll just say, Constantine's version of it, 300 years after Jesus died, or why not just listen to the Bible? You
1: went to the horse's mouth, if you like, yeah.
5: Yeah, I did, because it'd be like, like, who knows who better... Like, only your friends, even you, yourself, personally, yeah. that are around you all the time. Like, somebody 300 years' time can't write about you because there'll be misinformation about you, like, you know? So that was that, that's what started the ball rolling for me then. And then I started looking into the Bible myself. So we were involved. We, we separated ourselves from organized religion because we always felt there was an agenda or there were rules. Because we... So, Myself, my wife, okay. my kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And that led you to uh becoming a Jehovah's Witness, is it?
5: No, we didn't become a Jehovah's Witness. We um we um the Jehovah's Witness approached our house a few years ago and they appointed us in the direction of the Bible. So that's how we started to learn a bit more about about the Bible and about Jesus and stuff directly, but um then we felt it wasn't for us because it we just felt it was another organized religion, so we decided to go for ourselves and uh, we're involved in a couple of groups during the week. Uh, we zoom zoom meeting with different people from all over the world. But what we like about it is, um, there's nobody preaching, it's we, we we'll talk about a chapter and we'll say, Well, what do you think this says or what do you think that says? Because my idea of religion is it's how it's perceived. we we'll say, I'll give you an example now in the last supper when Jesus said, Take this, all of you, and eat it. Like people can say, Was he talking to all of you in the room? was he talking to all of you in the world. So it's how it's perceived. It's a person's perception on it. So I suppose we, we find out, that we, we need to find out for ourselves rather than we'll say a priest telling us what it means because they'll only tell you what it means to their organization. They're led by their organization. Okay. They're being told yeah, this uh, is what get, it
1: means. I get what you're saying. But do you follow the four Gospels then literally? Do you take the message well, literally?
5: I, I, I take I take um, things out of it that, I, that I, I learned myself and that can apply to my life and how it can help me to be, I suppose, a better person and to help help other people as, you, as you're going along.
1: But what about so husband is the head of his wife?
5: Well, the, I suppose everything, as you said at the start, is in context. That's one thing I did learn from the Bible. Like, we're studying Genesis at the moment, and if you would think Genesis, was the first book. So that's a long time ago when people were new on the earth. And people like you have to when you're reading when you're reading Genesis, the first conversation we had in our Zoom meeting was <clears throat> you have to remember that this was the beginning of the world and so you have to you would say get into their zone.
1: Yeah, but I'm not talking about the creation of the world. Um, I'm talking about the husband is the head of the wife, so wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's only a couple well, of thousand. I know it was a couple of thousand years ago, but
6: it was a couple of
5: thousand years ago. But I suppose maybe if you read the whole chapter, isn't that right what then, we're?
1: Isn't that what we're all getting so angry about? That kind of messaging in Afghanistan, and yet yeah. there, yet there's those words have been spoken from the pulpit of a Catholic church.
5: Exactly. And do you know what the, wor- the meaning of the word um, "churches" in, in Greek? It means ecclesia the Greek word for church is ecclesia, and it's a called-out assembly of believers by God, and the head of the church is Jesus. So the church isn't actually a building, it's a gathering of people. Mm. So it's not, you know, it's not people's perception of the church is the building in the middle of the and yeah, it's owned by the Catholics. It, it's it's not like it's the church is an assembly of people who are there to worship Jesus. We
1: are the church, yeah, yeah. We, yeah those exactly. that wish to be part of it are the church. Yeah. Okay, thanks Jason, appreciate it. No wonder women are treated as second-class citizens and seen as symbols for the use of men. I would hazard a guess that this was never what Jesus ever intended. I would also say that this sermon was a male interpretation of words written As a mother and a grandmother, I completely get why today's young people do not attend Catholic services to listen to archaic teachings like this. I don't listen to it myself, yet I believe in respect. I believe in honesty, integrity and kindness. Eamon says, this was the reading in the Blarney Church. The first part was omitted. And rightly so, I felt, because it belongs in the dark ages. So a lot of churches, a lot of priests actually took out those references. Uh, I regard the Lord as non-existent. Should I also regard my husband as non-existent? I think I'd miss him, kind of fond of him. There's not a place for any religion in this world. They say money is the root of all evil, and that's not true. Religion is. A lot of priests would know about women anyway, I believe, says Leanne. A lot of texts. There are a few differences between Christianity, Islam and Judaism. The further back you go in time, the less the difference. When you go back to basic sermons like that, they're basically all the same thing. Uh, the point is that husbands are accountable for their behavior towards their wife. They should treat their wife with deep love and respect, just the same as Jesus cared for his congregation, which he gave up his life for. That's my interpretation of it. Keep the text coming. Text six eight-104-106. Back after the break.
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at NeilRedFM.
1: Yes, indeed. You can text 0868-104-106. and we'll come back to many of those texts after 10. Just on a lighter note, it was mentioned Bill Murray uh, says that he's going to be trying tato sandwiches while he's golfing his way around Ireland and we got chatting about that. And so there's a Twitter poll up now wondering how do you eat your tato sandwich? Is it butter? or mayo and you can get involved in that poll and vote for either butter or mayo on my twitter page at the moment um butter is just um in a different league ahead of mayonnaise with 98 oh it's changed it was 99% butter it's changed now to 98 my beating heart will i be beaten on this i doubt it so it's 98% butter at the moment and 2% mayonnaise i'd say the 2% are just really posh Probably drive big SUV, black, shiny SUVs, mayonnaise. So it's 98 to 2. All right. Yesterday, of course, we had quite an amount of comment on Cork's performance against Limerick in the final. Vincent was uh, analyzing the match, was very critical of of the team and those that, um, you know, work behind the scenes. Critical of all aspects of Cork GAA. That man is absolutely right about Cork's performance. We need to hear all opinions, especially those that we don't want to hear. That's why it was important to have Vincent on the air. Morning, if J.P. McManus is funding their training, that would need to be questioned by the GAA in the interests of fairness to all teams, says Shona. I didn't know. I mean, I'm assuming that what I was told yesterday is correct, that they'd all get a sun holiday in Sandy Lane and Barbados now from J.P. for winning. It's It's a fantastic end uh, to a successful All-Ireland. Uh, apparently, dirty hurling now is called playing on the edge. If the game was refereed correctly on Sunday, there would have been a very different outcome. Keen um, Lynch for Limerick should have got a straight red card for throwing a player over his shoulder. He just got a yellow. That was a disgraceful decision. The GA has an amateur ethos, but is now played by professional people. The facilities in some of the counties are now state-of-the-art, says Anthony. Marie says the match was painful to watch, but congrats for getting to the final to Cork. It must be disgusting for them. But they're young and they will come back. Stay strong. No more criticising, please, of the young lads. And what's more, Limerick is a brilliant team. I'd say no one team would have beaten them yesterday. Uh, I was at the game. I watched movement on and off the ball. When Cork got the ball in possession in the backs, they had no plan at all. They had two forwards inside the 45-yard line, Patrick Horgan and Jack O'Connor, and Limerick backs were having a field day. No plan... And no changes. Uh, The game was over before the Cork team woke up. Limerick had way too much space when breaking their defence. Cork had a bad day. They didn't go up and mean to lose by that margin. Cork hurling is strong and we will come again. Uh, We brought up umbrellas for the rain and walked into a hurricane. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thank you, Paul. Sporting Limerick is a company founded by McManus, supported by himself and Limerick Businesses. It gives money to all Limerick sports clubs, says Pat. The difference between the Limerick hurling team and the Dublin football team is Dublin GA is funded by the government. Limerick's is private money. And one or two more. When Cork played the short passes and long passes, we couldn't hold on to the ball. Even when we had it, there was no Limerick players around them. Uh, and they still couldn't hold on to it. Um, oh, dear me. The Limerick team will have their reward with a trip to Sandy Lane, JP's resort, says Don.
2: Hey, it's Killian. Join me Sundays from 10 for loads of music, a bit of chat, and my mildly interesting, interesting facts of the weekend. It's the Sunday 10 to 2 show with Killian on Corks Red FM.
0: Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. I just
1: want to read out just some more of these texts from yesterday's program because there are many of them and uh, they're very, very good, strong texts. Vincent is spot on with his assessment of the Cork management team. They must all go. All they did was talk on the sideline instead of making changes early to the full back line. But how do you know? What they were talking about, they have to communicate with each other. Jack Cunningham came down, The Rock came down, there was the three of them. The fact that the three of them they were on the sideline, talking, as you suggest, means that they were trying to change plans and change tactics. I mean, that's why you had the likes of the Cork manager saying it was like trying to stop the tide with a bucket. That's why they were talking on the sideline. Okay, you might suggest they should have made our changes earlier in the back line. Uh, just wondering why the 40,000 were left into Croke Park and only five, 500 people allowed to go to a county senior football final between Castlehaven and Nemo. It's a disgrace and doesn't make sense. Um, That's next Sunday, isn't it? I think it is, anyway. Cork are sore losers. Limerick won because they were the better team. If we'd won, then Limerick would be complaining today about their team. Get a grip, people. Congratulations to our men representing the county. I'd hate to think they... I would hate them to think they let us down... ...because they didn't. If your caller Vincent knows so much, why isn't he involved in management himself? We have a great senior team, great young players, even on the bench. You have the likes of De- Declan Dalton coming through. You have Noel Furlong in charge of the minors, a proven win- winner at club level. The likes of Russell Rovers and Father O'Neill. And we have won our first minor All-Ireland final since 2001. The future is bright, lads. The lads will learn from it and come back strong. The future so bright, we all got to wear shades. I remember I texted you last week, talking about Cork getting carried away... I texted, Cork haven't won anything. It will all end in tears, says John. Anthony Pickford in Limerick says, Well done to Limerick. It was an amazing game. We're over the moon. A brilliant day. Somebody changed the signpost between Cork and Limerick up in Charleville, I believe. They took the mileage out of it and put in the score results instead. It was witty. Uh, Cork will come good again. It'll take a few years. It was an amazing weekend in the build-up to the, with the under-20s and the minors. Our day at senior level will come. There were 40,000 at Croker and only 500 at Cork Club football final at Parky Cueve. Um, I suppose that's not an elite sport, uh, as in GAA club games. It's a mockery, really. If Hoggy led his team out with a guitar rather than a hurley, 39,500 would have had to leave. Complete mockery. Have a great week, Corky gaboove, says Pat. Um, Great points by Vincent. Most of us who follow hurling religiously had low expectations, but in a final there's always a chance to win. Our management are our biggest weakness at present. Our day will come in maybe three or four years. Uh, And just two or three more thanks. The president of the GAA never once in his speech mentioned the beaten Cork side. He thanked the ref, the umpires, the sponsors, but never Cork. It was the same in Thurles Saturday night. He never thanked Galway. Well done to Limerick. However, I've never seen a Cork team so unprepared for any All Ireland. They were overtrained and lifeless. Where did it all go wrong? Well, did you ever think that they just came up against a better team? Everyone was supposed to wear masks in Croke Park. Clearly, that didn't happen. Why aren't we get? Why aren't we getting the death figures for COVID from the HSE? The reason Cork lost yesterday was they had no short ball game and no long ball game. They couldn't pass the ball to save their lives and physicality of Limerick was just awesome. It's all fine leaving these people on air, Neil, but we need to make sure they're being corrected when they're spouting more COVID negativity. 40,000 people at a match. That's just simply fantastic. Yeah, it certainly is a step in the right direction. But what about music, drama and arts? Um... And then, thank you, Brian O'Connell. When you were doing your me murhartig isms, you forgot one. Pat Fox has it on his hurl and is motoring well now. But here comes Joe Rabbit, hot on his tail. I've seen it all now. A rabbit chasing a fox around Croke Park. <laughs> and I'm sure that there are more than that and undoubtedly people will remind me of them. Text 0868104106. There was also a great night Saturday night. I was talking about the, uh, the guitar club out in Balloncolic, whereas over in Lock John Spillane was doing his business. A great night Saturday night with John Spillane in Ballanock Park. Will you please pass on our thanks to John Spillane. Job done. And a quick one here. Congratulations to Donie and Mary Geary from Cove, celebrating 50 years of married bliss today. And indeed, Mary celebrated her 70th last week. So big celebrations then. Here's to the next 50 with love from Tracy, Richie, Sersha, and James. Morning to you all and congratulations to you both. Back to the phone lines we go. James, good morning.
6: Good morning, uh, Neil. I just thought I'd give you a ring and just for a little bit of balance. Oh, I'm all for balance. Is, I'm all for balance. on the other side this morning. No, no, the church.:
1: not necessarily. I mean, I've said on a number of ca- occasions that this was something written two thousand years ago and should be taken in the context of two thousand years ago. That's balance, isn't it? Yes, that's fairness. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you, Neil. I'm talking about the other people who came on, that's all. I just That's the only
6: reason I came on. I was hoping someone would come on, other than myself, because I'm getting a bit old for this radio you now,
1: Neil. <laughs> You're not.
6: Ah, yes, but uh, no, uh, you see, that, uh, that priest knew who he was talking to, which probably more likely an elderly audience, uh, Neil, which is mostly now what is in the church these days, and the elderly, like myself, we like the familiar. We like what we grew up with, Neil. We don't want to hear an altered scriptures to suit modern trends. And I think it's isn't it a reasonable thing to ask that the elderly should be allowed that, Neil? You've just and made it. You've just made a the last sweep couple of years with the pandemic and
1: nursing homes. Uh, hang on a second. You've just made a sweeping, generalized statement there that elderly people are not interested in change. That's not true.
6: They're like, they're, when they comes to the church and listen to the scriptures, Neil, they want to hear what they grew up with. I do anyway, and most people I know uh, who are elderly like to go to the church and see it as it is when when they were uh, growing up, and and and, and they're, they're used to the familiar. They're used
1: to the familiar, and this ch- this priest knew who, who he was talking. But hold hold on a second. There, there was a time when we didn't need seat belts in cars. There was a time when drink driving was acceptable. There was a time when it was okay to beat your child within an inch of their life. It no longer is. That's called change. But Neil, that priest, that
6: priest knows that any of those men out there who are listening with maybe with their wives, they weren't going to go home that day because the priest said it and tell his wife, maybe a 40 or 50 years uh, of marriage. I'm the boss now. You must do what I tell you. Uh, I've listened to many of your women on on, on um, your program, Neil, women of my vintage, and I, I can assure you no, nobody would tell them.
1: Uh, I know, but I also read out emails and speak uh, from time to time with women who had very controlling, psychologically abusive, never mind physically abusive, partners and husbands.
6: Yes, and they still have. They still have, Neil. Uh, which in this modern age today... I'm seeing regularly horrendous cases of partners getting beaten to death by people who have no belief in God, Neil. These are the younger generation. (laughs) So, you know, it's got to the stage now where, where, uh, as I said, I've heard horrific cases recently, and one in particular, a girl called Lot, I think was her name, in Dublin, and she was beaten to to death by her partner, and her mother had to find her. So uh, that has nothing to do with the church, Neil. You no, know, this is, this is uh, uh, I'm watching uh, as I said the, the Olympian up in Dublin getting his face smashed open by people because I felt like doing
1: it I saw this actor
6: called Barry Keohan as that was his That's
1: name right, he was Beaten yeah, yeah. up yeah. at the weekend he was yeah. you know so <laughs> no <laughs> I, I take all of that
6: none of these people go to the church that, that attack these people but you're never
1: going to have young people involved in the Catholic Church if this is the mantra I
6: know that the young are gone from the church now, Neil. Uh, there's other uh, attractions now, like drugs and and Love Island and all these things. So there's many <laughs> other. You're
1: generalising again. Like not all kid kids or teens or twenty or thirty somethings are either into Love Island or taking drugs. <laughs> they're uh, out, they're uh, out uh, living uh, healthy uh, lives, trying to get uh, on uh, with uh, their uh, career. The thing
6: is, earlier on, there one of the ladies who were speaking said she didn't want to, you know, religion in the schools she said, like, she doesn't want religion in the school. And you hear that a lot. But what they don't seem to realize is there's far, far, far more dangerous influences in the school now, Neil, like drugs in primary schools now. I
1: understand all of that, but I'm, and also, but I'm not really um, talking about that right now, you know. You 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 believe that people criticizing the gospel is an example of the cancer culture, cancel culture that possibly is a cancer on society, perhaps? Oh, yes.
6: I do believe in that. I'm looking forward to John Cleese. is going to have a program now, I think, on <laughs> Channel 4 uh, about cancel culture. I we're too easily offended now. A lot of people are... They like getting... I think people like getting offended now, Neil. You know, they kind of seem to get a kick out of getting yeah, offended.
1: Yes, but I, but there was a time when people who were gay were mocked. They were beaten. They were... I don't know what the church's thinking is on people who are gay anymore. I'm totally confused as to it. Um, but they had an off. <laughs> They had an awful, had an awful time of it, and it's clearly now, amongst right-minded people, unacceptable to behave like
6: when, when I was growing up in Cork in the 50s, a long time ago, Neil, and I went to several churches because I was living near the city centre. We might go to St. Francis one centre, we'd go to St. Mary's, St. Patrick's, and all that time when I was growing up, never once did I ever hear a priest talking about, in those days, homosexuality. Never. Not once. Or criticising... Anybody in the gay community but, in those churches in
1: Cork? Okay, but just on just then on that point, is is it not the Vatican's policy that it's a sin? Well, that's
6: that's that is that is certain. I suppose conservative traditionalist Catholics. There's, as you know, there's a kind of um, split in the Catholic Church now, uh, an eel between the conservatives uh, and those who would follow
1: Pope Francis. And uh, see, I don't get that. I don't get sin really. You know, I mean. Well,
6: the thing is, as I said, uh,
1: not it, be getting too deep about it. No, me. but like, okay, for I understand doing right and, and doing wrong. But who, who would, who would judge somebody to be a sinner because they fell in love with the same sex? Or
6: what's well, like, I wouldn't, what? say, I, I
1: wouldn't. Like,
6: that's, that's, that's not how something. I would just know my business. What people do inside their own homes or what relationships
1: they had. But if you're a Catholic, you're supposed to believe it to be a sin, no?
6: Well, as I said, there is that difference between the the, the hardline... I would be a conservative myself, but not quite that conservative, Neil. But I would have problems with certain aspects of the LGBT philosophy, Neil. Like, you know, this idea that you, uh, you know, identifying as a boy and identifying as a girl and all that. And I think uh, that would be, that coming into the schools confuses children. I, I, that I would have a problem I with. I think
1: you're entitled to your opinion on that for sure without yes, being yes, cancelled yes, or I attacked, well, uh, as long as as long as you do it rationally and respectfully.
6: But one other small thing before I leave you go, Neil. One thing, you will not find people coming on your radio station and complaining what is read out from the Koran every Friday at mosques in the Islamic community. They wouldn't dare, Neil. They wouldn't dare because they'd have Dr. Shadri or Dr. Ali Salim coming on television screaming Islamophobia. But of course, now it is open season on Christians, Neil, and has been for years here in Ireland. But we do not dare criticise the Islamic faith; they are free from criticism,
1: Neil, in Ireland. Are we not? Are we not criticising um, the fundamentalists within Islam um, who are in Afghanistan now in the shape of the Taliban? I mean, what would you call that Taliban. if it's not criticism? You are talking about the Taliban in particular.
6: No, but, uh, in, in but sure. Like some, some country. would
1: interpret a statement like was read out from the church on Sunday morning as being almost a Taliban statement. Ah, no, his Husband no. is the head of his wife. No, no. The, and she should the submit. To the Taliban.
6: They will carry that out. They will
1: force people to do that. Well, I know that, but it's a kind of a it kind of jumps off the page. Husband is head of his wife, and she should submit to her husband. In well, everything at, at in everything was written in at everything. Sure, in everything that coming. means that he, he owns her body.
6: But she when, when know I was it. growing up in Cork in the 50s, my mother and father, that's the way things were weren't My My father was the head of the house. Yeah,
1: but they had to change the Irish law that, um, you know, a non-consensual sex within a marriage is rape. There was yeah. a time when it wasn't, like...
6: But my, I asked my mother later on in years when she was older, when when you were younger now, did you were you happy about all, like, honouring and obeying your husband and... Uh, Yes, she said.
1: Of course I was. I know, but there was a and lot I took of women vows and I
6: stuck to my vows love
1: honor and obey. I know. The vows but she there took. was a lot of women who were popping and tranquilizers in the 60s and 70s out of sheer boredom, social isolation, no job, no work, rare and <laughs> screaming children and that was their lot.
6: We knew that, we knew that, Neil. I mean, they were the days that were in it. We can't go back. We can't put today's world back into 50 years ago. But I'm just saying, my mother was never a woman that was complaining because she had to obey her husband or that she honored him. She liked doing it, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. And she told me when she was an elderly lady, when I made his breakfast, when I brought his clothes in the morning, I was honouring him. I was following my vows. And
1: I respect that, and I respect your mother for feeling that way. I do, you know. I'm, and, you know and, and it's a very, a very happy marriage, thank God. Okay. All right. Thank you, James, as always. Thank food uh, for thought from James, text 0868104106. Uh, John and Nina after the break. Just, no? Okay, I'll stay, I'll stay with it and take a break in a little later. John, morning. You describe yourself as a, an atheist, you say.
7: Yes, uh, thanks very so much for having me. Yeah, You're welcome. Indeed, yeah, yeah
1: I okay. am. Okay, Um Thankfully. And do you want to do you want to contribute to how this started? Which was a line from the Sunday Gospel, where you know, wives should submit to their husbands in everything.
7: Yeah, well, I think it's totally wrong. You know, um, in general, I suppose. Um, the 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 woman is always been, uh, you know is is the one who caused the first sin allegedly you know based on on the story on the storyteller of uh, Adam and Eve yeah. and so on and yeah. and 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 I think that is 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 dangerous you know dangerous because <laughs> that gives the the chance to some men to abuse. Or just to neglect uh, the, the 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 girls in general, you know, and and accuse them that all everything in their in this world is their fault, you know. That's my opinion, you know.
1: Yeah, um, but who really thinks that?
7: Well, well, you can see the radical Islamists right here in this moment. The the jihad, the the the, the people in Afghanistan, Syria. And the so-called the Islamic state, the Islamic religious believers, you know, it is just, and and you know, and as we see in the story that that how I become an atheist is because the information that you can, you know, this DNA you can get, um through the internet, you know, uh, you know uh, that uh, there was a time that the that the Christians start to covering the woman in the church because they copied that from this from the Islamist uh, believers, you know. Obviously, they are both the same. They're coming from the monotheistic, Abrahamic uh, religion. Yeah,
1: but that isn't isn't the case anymore with regards to, you know,
7: wearing veils and covering heads. You know, the Jew, they cover, they put a wig in the hair, and the hair of the woman. The, the, The Christians, some of them still cover themselves when they go to this... Kind of, um, okay,
1: alright. Talking to me about your text. you said, the Catholic Church set women on fire, tortured and murdered scientists, supported the bloodiest empires, dictatorships and genocide throughout human history, uh, and is one of the institutions with the most cases of pedophilia. How can it call itself pro-life? Interesting.
7: Yeah, indeed. Ireland suffer a lot from that now. It's only coming out the last two, three years, you know, and and it's terrible, you know. That made me more, it's you know, and you know, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up in a in a really Catholic uh, environment, and and, and so-called the imaginary God, in my opinion, uh, it was everything, you know, uh, from death, birth,
1: uh, in your home, man. is it as you were as a child?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Grew up in South America, in Colombia, you know, a really Catholic country, yeah, obviously. Because the invaders of the Spanish brought us over there, that uh, and 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 uh, force our ancestors over there to believe it, or to die by the sword, you know, like what they're doing. Actually, you know, what I compare what the jihadists and the Islam are doing these days, you know, are what the Christians did. Five hundred years ago, Mm. all around the world, Mm. and back, and and in South America, you know, to impose religion
1: religion at the point of a sword. Yeah,
7: yeah, Yeah, yes, yes, Uh, indeed. uh, I mean, uh, you know, nobody talks about the Holocaust that the spanish and the europeans cause in the name of christianity in in the americas i, I mean i'm talking about the whole continent of america from, yeah. from yeah. Uh, north america canada and to until until argentina because that's one continent you know yeah and, and it's horrible i just it's just horrible then I, I live right here last 18 years and i found out about all the horrible things that they did you know only started coming out over their uh, um, um, uh, the it you know, and 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 the people who suffer from the from the pedophilia. Yeah, view, but but Ecclesi- the,
1: yes, but the, that was a small percentage of priests. No,
7: I you know I know I know that uh, Neil, uh, I know that you are a uh, you uh, can uh, uh, hear your. Your radio station on a daily basis. Whenever I have the opportunity, and and I respect your 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 point of view, but you know, I think that you know, you you're trying to impose some somehow to the people to listen to you and you know this is uh, 2021 this is the, tw- uh, the 20th century and you know this 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 thing is like no i I'm, I'm
1: not trying to impose no any 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 personal view no, in not fact not I,
7: impose. Uh, no did you uh, impose your point of view you know because no you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, just saying i just saying it your your point of of jesus i think that jesus is just a meat it's just a meat because we can see in civilizations prior to the to the to the Egyptians so there there was civilization who had the same story. So you don't
1: even believe Maybe. that he, you don't even believe that even as a prophet or as a storyteller no, or absolutely. as a man. That's,
7: I don't believe. I not as a of son of
1: God. You're of saying men. that this this man this individual didn't even live.
7: Yeah, this individual well, if he existed, I only believe that he was a man. But where's the uh, where's the proof? I mean, uh, the, the, the proof. Uh, the, there's no proof at all. You okay. know because just okay. no there's not such a thing scientific uh, they,
1: they, so all, they, all, they, all of these people way back then came up with this 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 story this lie
7: yeah to manipulate to control humanity you know in my own opinion to me, to make the fearful about the afterlife you know first it was the Egyptians if you can see why the Egyptians, we, we can still go to the pyramids and, and and say oh, okay you see you know they, they they believe in the afterlife so on and they bury themselves and well, after that, the Jews, and then after that, you know, the Jews always been there, and then they, you know, it just just when, when you analyze everything, it makes like
1: okay. sense that, there's no
7: sense of the control of the behavior.
1: It's about of, control, of the and the control all came from a lie.
7: Yes, a okay. lie, they, they are similar, okay. and, and plus when the when the monotheistic religion born by the Jews, and they then they eventually the second one, it was uh, A.D., maybe 300 A.D., you know, when this uh, Roman Empire, um, this... Uh, created Catholicism, uh, the Empire, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, okay. They created the, 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 the Christianity has their it is but they didn't even use it, but they use it like it just was to control. You know, the Roman Empire went all around the you know, most of Europe, Africa, and so on. It's just all about who can control more people, who can inflect more fear, who can... Who can you know what is the what what we are so
8: well beautiful. I think what th- is so I understand,
1: I think we've covered a lot of ground, and I think it's fair to say that there was a, a lot of people in Ireland back in the day who did follow religion um religiously out of fear, yeah out of fear
7: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh okay. did and I was spoken to you one day but I say. I said, you know, let's talk about the old Irish just before Christianity came right here. Okay. Well, what were they? Were they were pagans? They were Irish kids, you know. They were uh, they, they, they they didn't believe in one di- uh, diet. and uh, They they have many, you know, and they live in peace. And now we can see right now that they, when the Roman Catholic Church, the mafia, the Roman Catholic Church came into Ireland, I think. Why do you call them was, the mafia? Is it? Yes. Because it's like a mafia. In my own opinion, it's okay. like a mafia. Okay. Right. Uh, and and, and the, you know, you can see the the, the, the You know, where they have these dragons, or how do you call it? These gargoyles. gargoyles. Gargoyles, yes. Why they did that? Because the Roman Catholic Church couldn't take away the paganism, the paganism from the Irish. So they say, okay, how can we evolve it? Uh, our, uh, our belief into their belief without affecting. And that's why, they, you know, I uh, research and all that. And that makes sense,
0: you know. I, I, I could sense. go, listen, because, I could go
1: into a completely different conversation with you about no, no, that. No, because but, but, but but the Celtic cross, actually, the actual Celtic cross and the shape of it, which is the cross with the circle. The circle is, the, is the, either the moon or the sun, whichever you want it to be, which is obviously out of respect to... Irish paganism, yes. you describe it, and the can the church, the the cross itself is the religious aspect, and they put the two together out of respect for um, Irish who pagan the, beliefs. Who, who
7: brought the meat of of the cross right here? Is the, is the question? I mean, cross didn't exist until the meat of someone dying, some some Jew. Some Jews die in in, in Palestine or Palestine who who even the Jews doesn't recognize. I'm going to ask any, any Jew. If they believe Jesus; he was the son of God. But one of them, they still believe that the, 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 their their savior is gonna come one day, and eliminate all the enemies. Uh, the Christians believe that the, the, he's coming back again, the same the same man, same dude, and and, uh, and the, 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 the Islamic believe that the, the last one it was the the Muhammad. And and then, then, you know, one disappeared from the graveyard. The other one went into a, uh, in a horse with wings into the sky. What kind of nonsense is this? Okay. okay. I mean, we have to take out, we have to stop. Like You know, this is 2021. We have to stop in inflicting in all this and taking out of this because I believe, you know, in a secular society and and all, all the foundations. And, you know, you can believe in unicorns if you want it. But Take out that of the of the of the system. Take out of the um, government buildings, of schools. You know, because you can teach it. each 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 uh, uh, individual or it's order, or you can tell them that it's a lot of uh, no sense. Okay. It's, it's, that's what I, my opinion. Okay, uh,
1: I didn't want to interrupt you, uh, but I think we've come to a natural end and conclusion. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll get some more calls well, and texts you. on the back of it. You have uh, to say. Thanks for
7: having me. Thank you. Have okay. Agenda.
1: Have a good day. Thank you, John. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Back in a moment.
0: Text the Neil Brenderville Show now. 86 Red FM.
1: And you can text 086-8104-106. I'll actually be reading out some emails as well that are received and some letters with regards to people who've come through emotional, financial and uh, physical abuse. Um, perhaps it's in some way connected with the topic we're talking about already. Anyway, Amy, good morning.
9: Hi, Neil. How are you?
1: And well, thanks. And your good self?
9: I'm good,
10: thanks.
1: Okay, so you want to talk about uh, people getting mad and upset but missing the context of the gospel, is it?
10: Yeah.
9: You don't think that it
1: implies that women are inferior to men?
9: Now, no, I don't think it does. But, like, to be honest with you, I haven't done a deep study on that particular part of scripture myself. But what I'm getting from it is that, you know, it doesn't imply that women must submit to their husbands no matter what. Because when we go back to Genesis, to the very beginning, when God created man and woman, he created them in his, his own image. So they're both made in God's image. They're both of equal value, you know. So I don't think that that's what it implies. And that's what it, that's, that's the important thing about Scripture, is that when you read a part of Scripture, that there, the Bible will flow consistently with the same theme all the time. It won't show some outrageous statement. Well, that, why doesn't that it say that like, then?
1: why doesn't it say that? Instead it says so is a husband the head of his wife? As the church submits to Christ, so should wives submit to their husband in everything. Why does it why doesn't it say what you're saying instead of what it does say?
9: Um, Because I suppose like, you know for somebody who doesn't study the Bible then they're going to look at this and they're going to think, well, straight up the bat it says a woman must submit to her husband, it's ridiculous. You know, but it's just basically talking about mutual submission. It's about you know, the rules we all have to play within the church, just like a child would submit to their parents you know, they will listen to their parents I mean, it's about mutual respect and and love for each other, that's the point of it I mean, if you read on, it talks about the children and their parents as well
1: Oh yeah, it says husbands must love their wives as they love their own bodies, for a man to love his wife is for him to love himself Um, For a man must leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two will become one body Yeah. Yeah. one body but one boss
9: no, not one boss at all, Like because if you love someone, you you are not going to see it as they're the head of the family. You're just going to, you know, like the husband has the role. In more often than not cases, the husband is the main provider. I know that I'll probably be slammed for that now because there's a lot of women out there working as well. But more often than not, they are. They are different. They have a different role to the that women. That has as
1: much to do with the subjugation of women by men. That men are bigger earners because women are fighting, fighting hard for equal rights and equal pay and equal opportunities.
9: Yeah. And women, like I said, women are equal in God's eyes. They are equal. You know, it's not a case of like that. the woman, the woman has to submit to her husband no matter what. You know, it, that's absolutely ridiculous. And God does not expect that of us. You know, it's just like I said, it's just talking about the roles each of us have within the church, within our families.
1: Uh, just, on, just on that point, incidentally, for fear of forget, I don't think any father or mother, and I, I include myself in that, would want their daughter earning less than their son or a man to do the same job. Or none of us would want our daughter to have less opportunities than our son or another man. Is like We're agreed on that, aren't we? Yeah,
9: absolutely. I mean, Jesus, the way the world is going now, I mean, women are are making a stand in so many different ways in the world, so... Of course, I agree
1: with that, yeah, and you I mean you also know that in many of the churches on Sunday, they removed that paragraph because they thought they must have thought that people would have found it offensive or outdated. Not all of them took yeah. it out, maybe some forgot or didn't know, maybe some priests believed it, but they did take it out in a lot of churches.
9: Yeah and I mean look it, it, as I said in my text this comes down to believers and non-believers basically that's what this argument is all about and these are two sides that are never going to agree. You're always going to have the far and against you know and I mean some churches that was their choice to, to take it out but you can't pick and choose God's word and that's, that's my point.
1: Yeah actually to be honest I did get some texts from people who are believers and were sitting in the church and were looking around wondering were they hearing things so it's not necessarily criticism of those looking on from the outside of religion. Some of them were at Mass.
9: Yeah, but a lot of these people then, like I think you brought it up earlier, that a lot of these people kind of pick their box and say, well, I've gone to Mass, so that's I'm a good person. Well,
1: that is true, yeah. You know? and yeah. also,
9: I mean, are they genuine Christians sitting in that church? I'm not giving out about people. People will believe what they want to believe, and God gave us all free will. So that's up to each of us.
1: Would you think that? But do you, would you think that Jesus, the man, though, would have said wives should submit to their husbands, or was this no. made?
9: In- um, and I'll tell you now that in my text as well, I quoted Mark ten. And if uh, you'll allow me to read that out, there's just a couple of verses there where he was talking. So the background of this is that two of his disciples, James and John, were kind of arguing about. You know, where will I be, Lord? Will I be at your right-hand side? You know, trying to be the best, we'll say. So then Jesus turned around to them and he said, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in high positions use their authority over them. But it is not this way among you. Instead, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of all." for even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for money I get that I mean, yeah. yeah
1: no yeah. Saying, I mean what I read into that actually was here's two needy men you know oh yes. what about yeah. me what about me I want to be next to you like two needy men and is every, what I got there.
9: everyone wants to be you know everyone wants to lord it over somebody else at some point and I think a lot of organized religions do that and that's why people get fed up of it
1: you know, and that's why you believe down. it's either believers and non-believers and the two sides will never meet
9: yeah, I yeah. do, and even Scripture says that as well. You know that you know it's just the way it is in life, isn't it? It's unfortunate, but it's just the way it is, and and for believers, we're in the minority.
1: Yeah, but why?
3: Why are we in the minority? Yeah,
1: used uh, to I'm be that sure way. You
9: see, no and like you know like god is my authority like he's he's my heavenly father and i will do what he asks me to do and as i spoke to you in the past my trust in him is what has gotten me through my own difficult times in my life
1: we spoke before so say, about the, yeah. the jailing of your dad yeah yeah
9: yeah so yeah, like Williams. that's my faith has helped me enormously mm. you know i trust him with everything so anything he says I'm all for it, but it comes down to that, whether you trust in the Lord or not.
1: He got you through it.
9: He got me through it, exactly. And continues
1: to be a rock.
9: Yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, every week I study the Bible as much as I can. You know, with five kids, it's kind of hard, but as much as I can because it helps me. And some people, you know, don't believe in that. You know, some people just want to live their life their way. So they're, in effect, they're like their own God. They're kind of dictating their own life and their own rules. Yeah, they can't expect God to conform them to their way. Yeah, I mean, God is God, you know. So, but does that that's not? I,
1: I mean, I don't re- mean to revisit our, our conversation. You you just touched on it there, but you know, with regards to your dad and the ten years jail for rape and sexual assault of your, you and your and your lovely sister, does that involve forgiveness? Then your that that belief of yours, that love of yeah. God and all things.
9: It does, and I know that that's why a lot of people find that difficult. You know, to imagine me forgiving somebody like my dad after everything he did, you know, um, but that's just the way it is. It's like it's not about holding on to anger, resentment, revenge, all those things. It's not about any of that. It's about love. As I said earlier, it's about love for all, because that's what Jesus would do. He would he would forgive if a person asks for forgiveness. They will be forgiven. But then, me forgiving my dad does not mean that I can go to his house when he gets out of prison and sit down and have a cup of tea and a chat. I know. It means the consequences of what he did to me is that we can never have a normal relationship after this. And yes. it's kind of sad, but yeah. I can forgive him, you know, that we can both be at peace then and move but on. But
1: while you forgive him, do, do you mind me asking, I don't have to answer this question, did he ask for forgiveness?
9: no he didn't and that's, mm. and that's my point, I suppose from my end, I am prepared to forgive him, but he hasn't asked for it he's not there
1: yeah do you ever do you ever have unkind thoughts?
9: Of course they do yeah yeah so my wife was telling me the
1: story of a of a teacher philosopher maybe or maybe somebody a spiritualist type person and Hawaii, And 20 years ago, he made a promise to himself. He says, I can get through an entire day from waking moment to bedtime at night without having a negative or an unkind thought. I'm going to buy myself the biggest ice cream that I can get my hands around. And he said 20 years later, he's still waiting for the ice cream.
9: Yeah, it's so true because people think when you call yourself a Christian, well, you're spotless. You know, there's nothing wrong with you but we all make mistakes and God knows that I mean just as we're made in the image of God we also inherited the sinful side from Adam you know we we have that part of us but because we're believers in Christ now it means that we've more control over things but we are going to make mistakes and it's it's recognising that we do make mistakes and being sorry for them and moving on
1: but if somebody if, if somebody say for instance who you know again I won't dwell on your situation let's say murder Right um, and asks for forgiveness in this world, and gets forgiveness can't get forgiveness from the person that they murdered. I know that I'm just giving it as an example. Does that allow them to see God and your interpretation of heaven that forgiveness um
9: I'm not sure what you mean by that now, as in see god
1: what like. does what what to those that lead bad lives,
9: yeah,
1: say for instance, you know a father who abuses his child, yeah. do they do they see heaven? What happens to them?
9: You see, this is the thing. Like, a Catholic teaching is that heaven is a place. Um, whereas the Bible, and I'm, I'm not 100% on this now, so don't quote me on this either, because we only just studied this recently, that heaven is not an actual place. I mean, if you look up the meaning of the Hebrew and the Greek words of heaven, it's not an actual place. It's just... Uh, it's kind of very hard to explain without going into a big, deep conversation. But like, it's not a case of like... Well, a, he
1: will come that, again in glory to raise the living and the dead. That, what, he will. What, what's, yeah. what, is, what is that? Is that not... So
9: the, basically that is like, so for for believers, we will be there, you know, obviously raised. And for non-believers, they will be raised to judgment. So it, it's not like, I mean, people think like because of the Catholic teaching that it's either heaven or hell. And if you do something wicked, you're going to hell. But there's no mention at all of hell in the Bible. That's not the teaching of God. You know, He's a loving. Do you
1: mean that the, of God. You, there's no reference to burning in the fires of hell? If anything, within the Catholic no, religion,
0: no. And there when there they is. refer
9: to fires, you see, there's a lot of um, hyperbolic language in the Bible as well. So to bring out a point, it's not literal. So you have to be, you have to understand that when you're reading the Bible. So when they Actually, talk about fire, they're talking about judgment.
1: I I, I remember references to an eternity in hell and and begging and gasping for a drop of water.
9: Yeah, and again, you know, it's hard to explain without going into that particular passage of scripture itself. You know, it's, like I said, we just studied it there recently, just touched on it, talking about heaven. Not so much hell, because we know that there is no such place as hell, but there is an eternity without God. There is that. You know, so it's like God gave us the
1: choice. I wish I could get my head around that. I always find all of that really vague, you know, forgive me. but
9: Yeah, well, I suppose that's why I'm studying because... Maybe I
1: I need a start and a middle and I need a finish, but that's the kind of person I am, I suppose, you know.
9: Well, I think myself listening to you over the years and stuff, you're a person about facts and it comes down to facts for a lot of people. But people want quick answers. And that's the problem with, with things like this discussion now today. They hear something, they see and hear what they want to hear, and then they want a quick answer to it instead of actually, I mean, how many people that will argue about this particular part of Scripture Open their Bible and read the whole chapter or a few chapters or try to figure it out for themselves, did their own research, but people won't. And they, they're they're too quick to condemn the religions of the world, whereas what I've done now is, I've separated myself from the religions of the world, and I study God's word, and I trust in God. Mm. And it's as simple as that. There's mm. no if, but, or what about it? All that's, right. basically. That's like. All right.
1: Great catching up again, Amy. Mind yourself. Lovely to chat. All
9: right. Thanks very much, Neil.
0: All the best. Cheers for now. Take
9: care. Aye, thank Bye.
0: Thank you. Talk to Neil Printerville now. Eighteen fifty-one oh four one oh six. Red FM.
1: And you can email Neil at uh, redfm.ie to the phone lines. Uh, Moira, Good morning.
10: Good morning, um, Neil. I'm just, you know, phoning in because, really, you know, that man was very offensive. That was on. Um, which which Christ, is
1: it, John? Who would who would categorise himself as an atheist?
10: Yes, um,
1: from I mean, from Colombia.
10: Right, okay. right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Christ is the truth, you know, and you know we have to witness to the truth. And, you know, we can't let our children be listening to things like that, you know, that are totally wrong.
1: Oh, oh, are you saying that I shouldn't have him on the air because children might hear him, is it? At half ten in the morning. I
10: think you, you, you need to be responsible, really, to act responsibly, you know. And, and to you know, the thing is, is that, you know, you know, what is the value of the truth? You know, um, I mean, we but live it's in his, but it's parent tru- truth.
1: But it's his truth, you see.
10: I know, but Christ is the truth and this is where we have to work from. You know, I mean, we live in an age of complete, you know, eclipse of the truth. You know, with uh, apparent truth. And, you know, there's 2,000 years, you know, of salvation of souls uh, and the Holy Word of God, you know, that is being proven and tested. And, you know, you can't let somebody on, who really Why? is really the evil is at work. Why? Uh, you know, because that has uh, effects on souls.
1: But I know, you but know I well, we can't do that in a modern society where people without religion aren't entitled to have an opinion. They have to be allowed of have an opinion.
10: Yes, well, you know, they can they can speak, but you know, we do have to think about what is the truth. I would just ask listeners, you know, to be very careful about what they're listening to as well. Um, the other thing I'd like to say is that, you know, they're taking a vaccine that has exploited the life and body of a human child and all of the current COVID vaccines have done this either in their development or their
9: production. How, how
1: do we get onto COVID and vaccines from a line or two from Sunday's Gospel where wives should submit to their husband and all things. How, how do we make that jump?
10: Well, if you listen to the whole of the Gospel, it was very much about the body of Christ. And these children that were murdered and their bodies dismembered and made into fetal cell lines with the body of Christ,
1: what? And the blood of Christ. Who, who's who's murdering children?
10: The heck, two nine three cell lines was made from a human aborted fetus. Ah, that come was on, a child, uh, uh, that mean, was murdered. Come me. on,
1: give me give me a break here, will you? Don't don't be don't be giving me stuff that I have to go off and fact check in the next ten or fifteen seconds. I, I just wanted to stay on the point. I mean, your original text was that it's offensive to your religion. To have atheists on the air, you need to vet people speaking, especially when you have children listening. Yeah?
10: You see, a way a person speaks as well is very important because, I mean, the extent at which he was speaking in terms of, like, it was purely.
1: No, I thought it was absolutely fascinating, his, his take on, on religion. You don't have to agree with somebody's take on something to find it interesting. He spoke about. South American countries where the Spanish went over with the conquistadors and what have you and uh, imposed at the point of a sword Christianity on people who are quite happy without it. I mean, it's very interesting to me.
10: Well, there's only one name by which you can be saved and that's Jesus Christ. Okay. And he, he's a saviour. And that is proven tested in every man and woman and child on the earth.
1: But here's the thing, you see, you have, you have an opportunity to say that on the air and rightly so as much as he and others have an, uh, an opportunity to disagree with what you say on the air. And that's the society we live in.
10: Yes, well, you know... So free, call respect. Definitely, you know. Yeah, so, you know, I have no problem with that, you know. But the thing is, is that we must state the truth, you know, and we must be able to witness to the truth. Okay. I mean, we're, we're not even able to witness to the truth. You won't even take the 15 seconds to check your facts. <laughs> on the 293
1: I will check it but l- l- let's park but that thing for now the
10: is, is that is the body of Christ and that is the truth and we're living in an age right. of apparent truth
1: well last time I checked vaccines were saving lives um, yeah, that's, that's what I know Well, keeping people alive. You know,
10: treatments save lives as well, Neil. But you know, you tell that the child on the bench has been murdered.
1: Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold, and perhaps you'd like to send me some documentary evidence as to what you're talking about. Okay.
10: Yes, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Okay, neil. okay thank really you. Email
1: it to you. there. Do, yeah. Just hold on. Um, you can email neil at redfm.ie. Thanks, Moira. Back after 11 on 1850 104 106. Thank you. Hi, it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red, bringing you the biggest, the best, and newest names in Irish music.
0: Emerald Music Station of the Year,
1: court Red FM. Well, there was an awful thing that happened to that girl um, who had to, uh, you know. See all of her musical equipment just burned to a cinder. She says, "I'm sick. This is posted on. Uh, I think it was probably on uh, Facebook. Facebook over the past 24 hours. Sick to my stomach over the events of last night. My first gig back singing after lockdown, and what an amazing gig it was. I was heartbreaking to wake up this morning to a frightening phone call telling me that my uh, brother-in-law's van, which he had parked, was burned to the ground at five in the morning with all of my music, my gear, all my equipment inside it." Every single item completely gone. All of my leads, my EV speakers, the speaker stands, mic stands, Sure mics, my Yamaha desk and my brand new HP laptop, which I purchased only two days ago, which I just spent 10 hours transferring all my music onto. My heart is broken and that description doesn't even cover it. I'm in a complete state of shock. And the photographs of the burnt-out van as well were posted online. The exterior and the damage inside is just 100% destroyed and everything in it. Her entire life, her whole musical career, uh, just wiped out overnight. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why would people do such things? I hope to God that you'll get it all back in insurance, that you'll be able to work your way back to... Playing music in whenever they allow you to do so, and God knows that's a big topic point these days, isn't it? Anyway, lines open at one 104 four, one hundred six. Um, okay, I will be coming back to a lot more calls on this. It may not be this morning; there'll be another few. But we have other days of the week, and we can deal with uh, some more people's points of view. But I wanted to get actually, we sent an email to the Cloyne Diocese asking uh, what the Bishop uh, of uh, Cloyne had to had to say with regards to the matter. You know, asking. Um, you know, but uh, regards what was said, that part of the gospel, gospel, um, we got a response saying that um, similar to all scriptures, um, that it, it that it cannot be read or taken literally was the response we got. That this is the great mystery with regards to the reference to Christ and the church. So um, I, I just found that response kind of quite vague, actually. And so I sort of put a call into Father Tom Hayes, parish priest at Ennisky and see if we could nail it down a little bit more, you know, a little bit clearer as to how people should interpret uh, or perceive part of the gospel. that would say that women and wives should submit to men as the head of his wife in all things. Anyway, Tom, good morning. Morning, Neil. So can you help me out with this, if you don't mind, please? Um, okay, I suppose, first of all,
11: I just apologise for the fact that I didn't get to start of your programme today because I was saying math. But, uh, but I think I know where you're going alright with, with the overall issue. Yeah, and, is.
1: and and a lot of people who would regard themselves as Catholic actually have absolutely no problem with that, you know, with that line in, in, in the Gospel. Other, others do, so okay. I'd like to say there's an amount of balance there. But
11: I suppose, uh, just on a, on a small detail, it it wasn't in, it's not in one of the Gospels, it's in one of the St. Paul's letters from the early Christian community. I suppose... Okay,
1: happy to agree. I wasn't aware of that. That's
11: okay, yeah. but
1: just a small,
11: in the broad context that might help people to put it into context, I suppose. Sometimes what happens is when people get excited and annoyed about something, we, we've missed the broad picture of the background. I suppose, first of all, People might think that on a Sunday, like, that the priest is going to dip into the Bible and pick out a reading and and read it. That's not the way it happens. Um, Most of the Bible, actually, we never hear read off the altar in church, believe it or not, because it's too big. So what happens is um, the church put together a a second book, which is basically extracts from the Bible. And then that's put on a a three-year cycle. So essentially, the readings that we heard last Sunday will will be heard again in three years' time, more or less, on the same Sunday. So there's a pattern of the readings. So the readings who are not them? chosen.
1: Who, pick, who picks them?
11: They were picked by the Universal Church, nailed by the Vatican, basically, back in the
1: 1960s. And this and has been, and they've been recycled like that since then. Basically,
11: okay. so over the like over the course of a year say so this year now most of the actual gospel readings like there are three readings there are four readings from the scripture at Sunday Mass the fourth one is the gospel which is read by the deacon or the priest this year we're reading through St. Mark's gospel okay. and then the, the other readings also follow a cycle so they come around in turns and something similar happens with the weekday. but
1: they're day. allowed to edit aren't they because a lot of priests on Sunday took that section out did they? What happened, Neil, was that
11: uh, a number of years ago, I forget exactly when now, but some years ago, the Irish bishops took an initiative to say to parishes, look, that one particular introductory paragraph is likely to be misunderstood without the context of what goes before it. So rather than let it stand on its own, they said, leave that piece out because it'll take too much to explain the context on a Sunday. So it's better to leave it out. Now, the weakness, of course, is that it's actually still in the book in front of us. So unless you've had that instruction in your head, when you go to the microphone on Sunday, and I think what might have happened in trying in other places is that most of the parishes have a very excellent team of people who proclaim the word of God, lay people who've been trained and prepared to do it. And they're on a rota system as well. However, what happens sometimes during the summer is with people coming and going and people going on holiday breaks and so on, sometimes the rota falls down or a person forgets that it's their turn on Sunday and they go to a match or they go on holidays and they forget to get a sub. And then, unwittingly, the priest without knowing turns up or the bishop sometimes to say the mass and all of a sudden there's no reader. So then, at the last minute, the priest has to step in, literally with 10 seconds' notice, to go over, turn the page and do the reading. Right. Now, sometimes... You know, we're used to reading, so we make, I suppose, a reasonable job of it most of the time. But I can understand why somebody could have turned the page in that context on Sunday and just read the full text yeah. as it was in yeah. front of them.
1: Um, did Bishop Finton say Mass on Sunday? I wonder, did he read it, you know? You see, it, it, that reading, it,
11: it, it was the second reading at Mass. So that the reading for that reading would have fallen to the lay reader. And, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been the priest or the bishop normally would have been reading it. All right. Um, so that's why I'm saying that if it was a, if you heard of a priest or a bishop reading it, it was probably because the, re, the lay reader just happened okay. to not be there that particular Sunday.
1: Um, so there's an amount of editing goes on with regards to scripture. Then.
11: Well, there's an amount of selecting rather than editing. I suppose, like the readings that we read at Mass, our selections. Same happens at a funeral Mass. You know, we try and find a piece of the Scripture that's connected to the occasion. Same with a confirmation ceremony. the same with a wedding Mass. We look to the Scriptures. It's not an arbitrary picking and choosing. There's actually a bit of discernment goes on to figure out what's appropriate, what's God saying to this particular situation. Oh,
1: okay, okay. But just so, let, let's just dwell on that for a moment, if, if you don't mind, because... No, I mean, like, this is just my interpretation of it. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that there is a hierarchy that we must approach it as a hierarchy, that God is first and below him is Jesus, and below Jesus then is, is man, and below man is woman.
11: No, that, that would be, to be honest, that, that's, a, that's a, a, a skewing of that piece of text. Like, what St. Paul is saying is that the relationship between a man and a woman should be as close
1: as the relationship between God and his people. It doesn't say that, though, Tom. It says, husband's the it, head of his wife it, and yeah. wives should submit to the husband. I don't want my daughter submitting to any man.
11: But you're you're landing into one sentence now out of a letter which runs to about 30 pages. So you actually need to look at the entire message of what St. Paul wrote to that community. And then, in second to that... You need to put it in the context of what Jesus did and said in the gospel. So you can't take an isolated sentence out of the scriptures and say, right, I'm going to run with this now today. Because sooner or later, then you're going to run up against the sentence that says, if you're right, I causes you to sin, pluck it out. Where do you go
1: then? An eye for an eye, tooth for the tooth is taken out of context, isn't it? It's a much longer exactly. sentence than that, isn't it?
11: And it's a whole book as well, so it's dangerous to pick one sentence and to just say this particular sentence is the whole truth. There is there are very very few sentences in the Bible that you could say that about. Um, you know, because especially when you're talking about moral guidance, because the moral guidance is always put in the context. Of
1: God's law, I know. But those, law. I know. But these are the words that are appearing on the page. Forgive me if they jump out at me, but these are the ones that I see, and that's why people got upset when they heard them, or indeed when they read them. You see, because they believed that oh, here we are, here we are again, the Catholic Church having a problem with women, which is clearly not the case. Well, well, like well I can give you lots of examples of of that, where there was issues with women going way back. Mary Magdalene was one. Clearly, you know, women priests is another, and.
11: Well, you see, if you go back into history, you know, it's the same, like your point about the the missionaries earlier. Um, Again, you have to put that into context, too. That was a whole world event, the colonization of South America. There's something like it's ironic. Like I find it's ironic now at the moment that the whole world is telling the people of Afghanistan what moral values they should have. But so that's exactly what we did with South America too. We went, Europe went to a culture in South America and said that culture is inferior to ours. They're a bit barbaric. Let's straighten them out and tell them to stop doing human sacrifices and tell them to worship, stop worshipping false gods. So we're going into another culture now in Afghanistan and we're going to say they've got to accept the European laws and the European morals and the European outlook. Are they entitled to offer their own view? It's a huge, big
1: question. Not when they subjugate women as being second class, though. And that's what this on Sunday was almost doing within Catholicism. Husband's head of his wife and wife should obey the husbands. That's Taliban indoctrination, isn't it? Because that, because that piece of
11: text is grounded in a, in a culture of 2,000 years ago as well. Okay. So, okay. so that's why you have to take it out of its context. You have to look at the context. And see what actually is the authentic message of the scriptures on Sunday. And it was actually very different to that. It was about making fundamental choices for good. And, like, there's a lot in that broader letter from St. Paul that says that the characteristics of a relationship between man and woman have to be the same as between God and his people about fidelity, about faithfulness, about love and forgiveness and give and take those are the characteristics that St. Paul says belong in a relationship and he says those characteristics are the same as between God and his people. So if you, p- if you pick one small piece of text out of the Bible,
1: you can do that in almost any page. <sighs> yeah, but if it weren't in there, it would be an awful lot safer and better than, would it not, in the first place? Well, you see... Words are important, you know, how people well interpret they, them.
11: They are, but Neil, you can you could do the same about the American Constitution. You can do the same with any historical document, and this is not the Bible. Is not a history book. It's not a manual.
1: No, people's fear would be that this is still the belief of the Catholic Church in 2021. Like, for instance, that that might be something written two thousand years ago. Here's something that was written only a number of a number of days ago. I was with a man for 17 years. I'd suffered terrible financial and psychological abuse. But when you're in it, you don't see it. He used to give me €100 Euro per week for groceries, I used to just try and spend 80, so I'd have 20 euro spare. I worked part-time and had to pay half the mortgage, even though he earned good money. He wouldn't pay half the ESB bill because he said I used more electricity, which at the time I actually believed. You have to be out of a relationship for a long time to see how wrong it is. While you're in it, you're brainwashed and depleted as a human, depleted as a woman. You're convinced that you are the problem. Thank God I'm out of it now in nine years and I realize I deserve so much more. See, I would regard that as an example really of of, um, of awful cruelty to, to, to women. And and then I, and I then I hear I this on Sunday in a pulpit and I'm saying, oh my God almighty, nothing's changing here.
11: But if you look down, if you go three sentences forward into that piece of text, Neil, you'll see that St. Paul, is saying exactly the opposite of what you're saying he's saying. He's saying how husbands should treat their wives is the opposite of what you just read.
1: Okay. I hope so, you know. Um, I hope so. And maybe it's it just a, there's a lot of confusion about, you know... Actually, there's a lot of confusion full stop at the moment, um, you know, different issues well, regarding the Catholic Church. Um, as to well, well,
11: we live in a very fast-paced world, as you know, so people tend to latch on to short items get passionate about it and then move on very fast to something else okay and perception is created very rapidly by by you know a momentary piece of information you know as you were you were you know that awful thing that you were quoting it after the news there that poor girl had lost all of her equipment yeah i mean that poor girl is going to be living with that for for several years but nobody will make any mention of it after the next couple of days. It'll be just gone, buried, as something else will have come in and yes, top of it. Yes,
1: the news cycle continues. It certainly does. Okay, sure. just just Thank you for that. Listen, you, not to take things out of context and look at the bigger picture and read the entire message. Um, there's a, just on confusion. There's a lot kind of confusion about communions and confirmations across Cork at the moment, Tom. Um, and a lot of parents are calling constantly, and they've even started texting now asking. You, Father Tom, what, what's going on with Communions and Confirmations?
11: Briefly, you know, what's happening basically is in the entire Republic, um, as in the, the 26 counties, we're prohibited at the moment by the government restrictions from actually celebrating First Communions or Confirmations. The last set of restrictions that the government published actually explicitly prohibited them from going ahead. So... People think that it's the church is making this decision. It isn't. This is a public health and government decision to stall those ceremonies until they tell us we can proceed. But
1: I have a text here saying there's a confirmation taking place in the Cork town next week. Sixty kids, two ceremonies and we have still no official word on ceremonies. Are some gone rogue then on it? Is that what it is? Confirmation?
11: I don't know where that is. Or I, I, don't don't I, I, don't I don't either. Don't, I, don't, I don't even know if it's fact but, but the, the, the instruction that we've been given is that they're not supposed to go ahead at the moment. Okay. Um, and we cannot do, like, every parish actually has a load of families at that waiting point, and the parishes are as well. Um, I think what's happening at the moment, and unfortunately, like, earlier in the summer, when they got cancelled yet again, some of the schools and some of the parishes set dates for September. Yeah. With the best will in the world. But unfortunately, now, as we get to the start of September, it's beginning to look like those dates will have to be postponed again. Because what the government is saying is that the priority now for the next couple of weeks is to get the children safely back to school to manage their transition back in. They haven't been in those groups together now across the summer. So there's a lot of work for the teachers who are doing phenomenal work in the schools to get the schools ready. Get the children back in, get them used to it.
1: And are um, all parents aware of that, that they're cancelled there?
11: Well, they've been told umpteen times, needed, okay. like okay. By, you know, by by media and by parishes. And it's on the government website as well. Like, if, if people look at the gov.ie website, they'll see the restrictions. And you have no
1: choice but to comply?
11: We haven't, realistically. Okay. I mean, it would be foolish for us to go against the public health guidance and then cause further trouble down the road, you know. Okay. So we have to put people's health first. And um, hopefully when things settle down in the next couple of weeks, the government will update the guidance and we'll be able to put a path then on it. You know, so I think the first thing is, you know, I know people are hugely impatient and they're frustrated. I even had a message this morning from somebody, you know, who tried to going into first or into fourth class now and have made First Communion yet. And that's pretty difficult because it goes against all of our expectations. Mm. But, mm. but there's
1: no point in saying to our family, we'll go ahead and do it and then have people sick afterwards. Okay, Father Tom Hayes, thanks for taking the call. As always, Tom Hayes, parish priest in Eskeen. Lines open at one eight fifty, one oh four, one oh six. Just ahead of the break, Liam Bonner. Bonner, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, so you've been listening uh, and you have something to offer. What have you got?
12: You know, like the like the pre speaking there. I mean, he makes a lot of sense when he spoke of what I was was going to mention. The likes of the Taliban and people like that. You know, the, uh, religions like that and what they believe is as much is as much as what the the likes of the girls earlier that rang. It was speaking with their arrogance that they know they're so right in what they say. God is this and God is that. Um, you know. Well,
1: I mean, and, I wouldn't call her arrogant. I, I think you're referencing someone said the word is God and God is the word. I mean. I mean, that's we need to be tolerant of that in society you know we needn't necessarily all agree with it but it's you know it's 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 somebody's belief and
12: it is, but you know what, Neil? It's been beliefs, and it's been beliefs for hundreds and told, gone on thousands of years, and 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 forced on people's throats. And and you know, you have to listen. You have to listen to this. What I call rubbish to do with religion and, and all religions. I, I think you know because it's uh, you know there's over three thousand gods, something to that effect. You know, and uh, and and so and somebody so adamant that their one is right that the likes of the Taliban, their one is right, and everything he says is is the word of God, and so on. And the same for. For everybody, and you look at you look back in history, going back the hundreds of years, as, as as the priest has said there, going back to South America and the butchering of people and everything else because they didn't believe in the Catholic ways. And now you have the same carry on with the Taliban and, and, and you have the same and, and you look at our Ar- as Ar- 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 a lovely religion. It isn't, it's had it's full of its own evils, and it's full of everything that went on in recent times, in in, in the you know, the mother baby homes, in the church, of pedophilia, the the, the abuse nuns have. They've they've all done this thinking they're so right, not necessarily the paedophile side Mm. of it, but the nuns in the baby homes thinking they were so right Mm. doing what their God wanted them to do.
1: And this is... Not all all of the nuns though, not all of the priests. Not all, I
12: I know, but I I know that, and I know there's very good priests and there's very good nuns, and and we're well aware of that, but it's just got to an age, this day and age, I think people just got to grow up and wake up. It's... Religion's a joke, we don't need it anymore. It's a division of people it's divided people for centuries and it's all rubbish. And
1: it's the I cause mean, you know, of many wars, you believe, yeah.
12: The cause the cause of many okay. wars and, and, and the division of people through mankind. It's you know, people judging people, thinking their God is better than their God. My imaginary friend is better than your imaginary friend. Okay. And that's really what it boils down to and point and when they say arrogance, people speak like they're talking like the, like those girls earlier that this is the word of God. What God? Which one do you want to pick? I mean, just because you say you're one, the one you were born into, to believe in your family, in your part of the world, you're born in another part of the world, like the Middle East. You've been brought up in a whole different spectrum. Who's right and who's wrong? People got to question it. I questioned the whole thing when I was about 15 years of age, and I got no answers. And I, and I went down the road as well. I, I, even to, to use the word atheist, atheist believes that, that there is something there. And I, it's just that I don't believe in it, yeah. and that's why I would be labelled an atheist. I label myself nothing. I don't, yeah. just don't believe in silly, nonsensical fairy tales. You know? Okay. Okay. I mean, okay. that's the reality. People got to wake up. No, and it's, you know, it's, and your, on, it's you know, it's your, it's your,
1: it's your reality. It's your reality. It is. Not I know that, but I mean, it, it, and those people know, who are you, religious you. or believe in God or love God or, you know, even believe in heaven and hell. I mean, we could be here all morning. They're, that's that's their belief, and we need to respect that.
12: That's fine, you could respect it, that's fine, you, 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 I can acknowledge it, I don't necessarily have to respect it, I certainly acknowledge okay. it, uh, okay. you know. And just another quick one, Neil. it's just, so many people, are, you know, in their own tiny way are culpable in, in many ways for, for making priests and church exist, and the evil priests and the evil nuns that existed, people are culpable in their very own small way for making it happen. You know, and this is, these, these things happened in history and they were horrific. And people got to wake up and say, oh, that's bad. just bad priest, but oh, to go to church and still, you know, they're, they're all culpable in their own little way.
1: Okay, thanks, I Bonner. i candid,
12: I know, but it's just the way I feel.
1: All right, my man, as always, thank you for your thoughts and everybody else's text 0868 Rath Cormack having confirmation today. I'm told i got a load of different texts here. Confirmation on Rath today, Rath Cormack School of Confirmation today. Why can't schools proceed? Some of them and others can't. Um, you are not supposed
0: to have it. I mean, we can check with them and find out. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850 104 106
1: Red FM. I more texts coming in from places where confirmations are going ahead. Ballyhay School confirmation is going ahead this Saturday. There's a few texts on that. Another one here saying the confirmation is going ahead in Ballyhay this Saturday. My husband's nephew is getting it at 9 o'clock in the morning. What's going on? Talk about confusion. You could. We'll check with them, but if I'm getting numerous texts from different people talking about, say for instance, two different schools, then you I think there must be some element of truth in it but uh, I don't know why, why is that I mean some going rogue while others are complying as the fella says anyway we'll come back to lots of that and lots more besides between now uh, and indeed the morning so if you have been in touch I will do my level best to either get you on the air or read out your own thoughts but I want to talk to Linda if you don't mind she says please please help me it's like the lyrics of a Beatles song Linda good morning Good morning, Neil. How are you? Um, so if a surprise is a surprise, um, should we proceed by spoiling the surprise or what?
8: Oh, at this stage, Neil, if we can ruin the surprise and get where we need to be, <laughs> I don't
1: mind. Where do you need to be?
8: <laughs> All right. So my son was to make his confirmation, like many others, and listening to your phone call beforehand. And that was cancelled. So my husband came up with a great idea. He'd try and get him tickets as a surprise to go watch a Liverpool and Chelsea match. So my husband is Liverpool, my son is a Chelsea fan. So they thought this would be a great match. And then he decided he'd bring my daughter, with him as well. Yeah. And she became a close contact and tested positive for
1: COVID. Oh, recently? Are we talking about now? Mm -hmm. Yesterday when?
8: Um, Monday the 16th. Which is fine. She's in good health. She's not sick. It's all good. You know that side of it. It's okay. When's you know? her
1: isolation up? Tomorrow. When's the flight?
8: This Friday, the 27th, which is two days after that.
1: Oh, where's now, the our, problemo?
8: The problemo is we can fly to England. We can fly to England. There is no issue. Nobody wants anything from us. They don't want a PCR test. They don't want nothing. They will accept us in England. The problem is, coming from England back home to Ireland, we need a PCR test that says negative, but the HC tell me she will keep testing positive for the next couple of months, and we won't have the recovery cert in time to say she's had COVID. But that's our problem.
1: Oh, uh, When do you get the cert after isolation? How many days?
8: 11 days uh, yeah, the can maths apply for it, is, the and maths then you have to wait another five working days to get the service So,
1: yeah, the numbers don't add up. So I guess she yeah. ain't going to the Liverpool-Chelsea game.
8: <laughs> well, I don't know. This is why we're hoping that someone might come up and say, well, you know, they don't accept anything from the HSC. Can you believe that? Our healthcare system, none of the airlines will accept a text saying that she had COVID on this date. Her 10 days are up. No airline will accept a text from the HSE. I'm wondering, has anyone else been in this predicament?
1: They probably have have and came back through Northern Ireland, I bet.
8: Okay, if we could do that.
1: (laughs) I'm not suggesting you should do that. I just imagine that's what they did.
8: Okay, okay. And I'm just wondering, can anyone help us in getting her home on this Sunday? Okay. Is there anyone out so there? No or problem. Is there a so, way so, so
1: there's them? no problem. She comes out of isolation tomorrow, having had yes. COVID, and she can go about her daily life without restrictions, the, with masks yeah, and all and that kind of stuff. and
8: she can fly to England, and she can do whatever she, she can wants. get,
1: and you can, and you don't need any COVID cert or QR to go to the no, UK. You're saying no, no, no. one will ask. Oh but when God. she comes back, who will ask her? Is it Ryanair or Dublin Ryanair. Airport?
8: No, I rang Dublin Airport, they're telling me they don't ask. They said immigration will ask. I've been trying to ring immigration and it rings and then it hangs up.
1: Will Ryanair ask?
8: Ryanair will ask on their side. So she'll need a negative PCR test. But why don't why does hours. she
1: need a negative PCR test or a QR code to come back into the country but not to go to the UK?
8: This is on Ireland's website and this is what Ireland requires for anybody entering Ireland
1: but in the UK they don't from Ireland no no they're way ahead of us on this aren't they
8: <laughs> you couldn't make it up that you can leave the country but you can't come back into
1: your and own is country. she upset with the prospect of not going being a Liverpool supporter we
8: haven't told her yet <laughs> we're yes. still hoping yeah she still, still thinks she's, she's
1: going on Friday
8: Well, she doesn't know, you see, this is the whole thing. And she's been locked up out in a caravan, out in the garden. (laughs) For (laughs) For the last 10 days (laughs) to keep us all safe. So the poor child is completely isolated. What has she got, a laptop
1: and a television and you're bringing her food out, is it?
8: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, through the window, (laughs) sitting in the garden. She might be loving it,
1: though, is she? She's probably loving it.
8: (laughs) Well, I think the first few days are a novelty, and now it's like, okay, I should be with my friends. They're going back to school soon. I'm missing out, I'm missing out, you know? And was she sick? No, nothing. Uh, If she wasn't deemed a close contact, we would have never have known.
1: Scary, isn't
8: it? Yeah, yeah, not a symptom, not a sneeze, not a cold, not a temperature. Not an ache, not a pain, nothing. And still hasn't, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah so she yeah. wouldn't be
1: able to come back into the country or she would but have to go to a quarantine hotel, I suppose.
8: Well, even at that, I don't know if they would even put her into a hotel for 10 days. Like, you know, so like the HSE have deemed her positive, but they, the Irish government won't accept the HSE's text to say otherwise.
1: So let's be clear again, who'll be asking for it coming back? Ryanair? As far or
8: immigration? as I can gather, it'll be Ryanair will be asking for it and the immigration, as far as I can understand from my phone calls, Ryanair working with immigration will have to have a negative PCR test seventy two hours at least taken seventy two hours prior to flying from the UK to Ireland. <laughs>
1: Uh, can you tell the lady about her daughter going to England that I'm going to London on Friday and I rang to see, do we need a PCR test coming back? And they said no, just to fill in a form on mygov.ie. That's uh, the
8: locator form. Leah is 16, so her daughter might be under the age of 11. So from 11 to 17, you have to have, this is the requirement.
1: I did, my sister was in the same situation. She came out of isolation on Thursday after day 10, she flew back to the UK on Thursday, and she received her cert yesterday. It's not quite the same situation as you. I paid 130 pounds for a PCR test for my daughter last week coming back from England. I wasn't even asked for it with Ryanair. Um, oh. My son came back from Liverpool Sunday through Dublin. He wasn't asked for a single document on entry into the UK. Uh, why doesn't she get a PCR or COVID test in the UK? That'll do because the PCA. Because you're saying the PCR test will til- will will show up COVID still, will it?
8: That's what the HSC are saying to me. So they're saying, this is why they sent out uh, a recovery search to say, because people who test positive for COVID, they say will keep testing positive for several weeks, maybe months afterwards. How old and is that's she? why she's 16. She yeah. was 16 in June. Yeah.
1: So would they be quarantining minors? Is it? No, she's not a minor so, anymore.
8: Now, if you read the website, it says then, that if she travels with a fully vaccinated adult, which my husband is, that she doesn't need to quarantine when she enters the country either. So the information contradicts one another.
1: Very confusing, I have to say.
8: <laughs> I know. And I have rang everybody and everybody just keeps saying to me, oh, it's changing daily. It's changing daily. We actually can't answer your question and I don't know what to do. Do we yeah. leave her at home?
1: Imagine the confusion they'll have next nervous? week when they're sending primary schools, to, children to school with the sniffles or runny nose. They'll be sending oh, them home. Do parents have to stay me. at home from work if their kids aren't, or close yeah. contacts and all sorts of things?
8: It's just because no one can actually give you the answer that you need when you ring them.
1: And then you like had 40,000 people at a super match. I get that. We lost the match and the vast majority and no masks on at all, no distancing it was...
8: I know, and it's just—it's just so hard. You know, the the information is so contradictory, and I don't know, I don't know. I you, know are, are,
1: are you tra- are you traveling?
8: No, it's my husband, it's cousin, husband. My husband is the Liverpool supporter. Is my he vaccinated? Is, so he's fully vaccinated. Yeah.
1: So that's not yeah, enough. He's
8: good to go. Yeah. No. Oh, well,
1: okay. well we're, we're checking into it with uh, Owen Corey from Travel Extra, we use him on okay. the air a lot for all travel matters, I hope maybe we might get a response between now and midday uh, but if not, really? um, if we get it in the next hour or two we'll call you back and see if he can shed any light on what oh, you're I I've, I've, so I've have no idea, I don't know whether Trevor have you any idea? I don't know what do you think? Tony? Do you have any ideas to how to solve this predicament?
5: I don't. To be honest with you, because I hear something, unlike everybody else, I'm so confused about uh, about
1: about everything uh, that's going
5: on at the moment. You know. All right. Um, be
1: back to you, Linda. All right.
8: No problem, me. I Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Of and the dog. journey.
1: Okay, we'll come back to that. The journey you went through just to get a cup of coffee was it? Ah, oh, stop, stop, stop. Um, it's happened.
5: It's happened in two different places. today the last couple of days, around such a. I uh, went in for a cup of coffee because uh, I, I work in retail, so I, I I'm shooting around shops and supermarkets all day and until so they pop in for five minutes. So into the cafe, uh, asked if I double vac- if they vaccinated, so I don't with that I was, I showed us up, then I had to show a photographic ID, uh, then I had to sign a form, put my phone number down. Uh, <laughs> nothing know. else Just a cup
1: of coffee Yeah in. but you That's equally Could else. have been going in For a three course meal It happened to be For a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, It just happened to be For a cup of coffee Yeah yeah um, It's just uh, It's it's a surprise you know? I mean I was talking to people Who were at the match On Sunday and stuff and uh, they said it was like as if it was you know, just walk in and walk over to court.
1: Park Yeah, Anne says the Taoiseach should immediately arrange for PCR testing for all attendees at Croke Park on Sunday. I was there, there was no social distancing, very little mask wearing, it seemed very crowded Mm. if the PCR tests are good then it could be a more positive way to do things going forward. She's suggesting that everybody at that match now should be PCR tested with a carry on there
5: yeah, well I mean I, I know of I know of big events across York where they at at the very least they take people's temperatures. I mean that's not that's you know you know, I, I I mean, whether that's feasible or not with a 40,000 crowd, I don't know. But, I mean, it's just, uh, it's the kind of, the, it's the comparisons, you know, with with a crowd of 40,000 going literally unchecked and then they're going to a place where the castle was empty-need. I mean, there was no one else in there with the one in there. Um, and it just seems, you know, they've what you had to go through.
1: I suppose to an um, extent they're keeping you safe when you're in there, aren't they? No, and those no I mean, it's not the staff's fault. They're,
5: no. following, they're following the guidelines. They're following what they've been told. And that, you know, it just, uh it just seems like, you know, you know. on one hand, uh, the extremes, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know, I mean, like, like a text that I sent in, I run a basketball club name. Um, Cork isn't it? Been, yes, Cork we've been off, we've been off since March 2020 20, We haven't been back, no. I mean, the rumours are that local basketball, grassroots basketball as we call it, will not be back until after Christmas. Now, if that's true, you're talking two full years since a game of basketball was played at local level in Cork or across the country. But the
1: same amount so, of you on the team can go and have a lash absolutely. of points on a Saturday night. Um, we'll just give you an example. I mean, we have 12
5: guys in our Division 1 team, which is our top team in Cork. Um, and um, it would be the equivalent of a senior Holland team in, in, in a club. And um, they can go to a pub on a Saturday night and sit together at the one table or whatever, the group. They can have five or six points, whatever. I've not, not said anything wrong
6: with that. I couldn't yeah. tell. Us how many no, I'm just have. by but, comparison. Um, yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. Yeah, but on a Wednesday night when we train, they can't go to a hall above and, uh, uh, you know, up at or Holly Hill or wherever we train, we train in two different venues. They can't train for one hour together, the same 12 guys who are fully vaccinated every one of them fully vaccinated. Every door in that venue can be left open, so ventilation is coming in around the hall. Uh, Sanitary stations all over that hall, which which was the case when we were, when we were allowed to do a bit of training last year. Um, you go in one door, you go to the other door, you sign in a form, you put in your name, you put in your phone number, there's even a temperature gauge there so everyone gets their temperature taken yeah. as you're going in the door to get to, to start training. But they can train for one hour. I know. We haven't been back on the court. People's people's mental well-being, their physical fitness is gone. It's gone out through the door. I mean, we had players playing with us on, you know, we had four or five teams in our club. We had players of a, of a certain age, you know, mm. over 40 yeah we are still playing for social basketball, they're gone, they're not coming back. I know. I because know. after two years, how are they going to come back
1: physically Like, Will Alberto make the team when you come back, do you think? Alberto will Are you sure? <laughs> I hear he's, he's been weird. eating yeah. an awful lot of donuts and drinking sangria uh, I, I in Spain. I met him, and I met him,
5: rec- I met him recently, Neil. And, uh, he put on a few chisels, pounds, wouldn't you think? Say he's put on a I few pounds. I don't know about that. He's still chiseled. I'm telling you something. Compared to, some, compared to some of the lads we have. I'm telling
1: you. His wife across <laughs> the glass now is giving me daggers. It's frustrating. Actually, you know what? I, I understand. I feel your pain, man. I was watching um, the tennis last week. You know Russia? They're big mm-hmm. um, The big basketball players in Russia, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. This is, they were telling Europe, this sto- Europe, yeah. Yeah, they were telling this story about Rublev, you know, the super um, Russian tennis player himself in Medvedev. They are saying yeah. that he, he he had to make a choice as to whether he would play tennis or whether he would play basketball because he had a love of both of them. Um, okay. But it was a very interesting point they we were making that he was so dedicated like, like you guys are, that he was so dedicated to get on in life, came from very poor beginnings, no money, nothing, family very poor, that, but they did have a basketball hoop uh, out in the yeah. courtyard that they shared with all of the other families. And apparently Rublev would not come in at night until he had shot 10 baskets in a row. They said that some nights he'd be out there crying in tears but would refuse to come in. And, and this would go on for hours, apparently. I thought it was an until amazing made, story. Until he made a basket, Until show. he made 10 yeah. in a row yeah, without missing. Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you do that? So, like, could Clinton, could Alberto Clinton, do that? i say they'd be out there for um, a fortnight.
6: Yeah. You might
1: do a bit more than would be out there till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. you have a beard. you grow a beard. You know, fingers
5: crossed. We look, I mean... As I said, look, I was delighted with the crowd of that Sunday. I mean you know, I mean I I've been t have been thought it was fantastic all along to be honest with me. You. When you're looking at these big massive stadiums, you know, having 400 and five hundred inside of it. I mean like you stand behind the goal in Park and Key, a Court Park, or our Taurus, or any the major stadiums around the country. So I mean like you can spread you can spread it out, you know, thousands of people like I mean but well, it's just, it's just uh, you know, it's it's, it's it's the lack of, I don't know, the lack of clarity. All right, my man. It's, uh, yeah. you know...
1: You miss the game and you miss the banter and all that goes with it. Oh, absolutely. All right, Trev, I, I want to yeah. I wanna talk to yeah. I want to talk to Owen Corey, if you don't mind, see if I can solve yeah, a problem no, for Linda, all right. all right? Cheers, cheers Bell. All thanks, the best. Thanks. Take care. The
5: Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday,
7: 1850-104-106.
1: Can you tell, Neil, I work in a cafe in Mallow. We scan codes, we take numbers, and we take papers. Take people's names. Then we sit them. We get grief from the people, but we have to accept the rules. COVID, we're in last week to check if we weren't complying. And if we were found not to be complying, we got fined €2,000 per customer. It's a joke, but we have to follow it. Um, them's the rules, I suppose. Them's the regulations. Them's the guidelines. Um, anyway, just last bit of business. Owen Corey is Air and Travel Magazine on Facebook, and he joins me at very short notice by phone. And I'm grateful for that. Owen, good morning.
8: Good morning,
5: Neil. Always uh, a pleasure.
1: And do you, do you do you know about Linda's predicament? I don't know if they get an opportunity to tell you. It's to do with her daughter.
5: Yeah, I've, do, I've got a brief update on okay. uh, Linda's situation. Obviously, uh, we can talk in generality about it without going into the specifics. Um, but it's a, uh, one really important point that's raised out of this, and it flies across the board... Is that your uh, your travel? The three pieces of information that give you unrestricted travel. Uh, everybody knows that if you have your digital COVID certificate with your vaccine on it, you're free. But also uh, proof of recovery from COVID. Now uh, that requires a recovery certificate, uh, which is identifiable with date of birth, the disease uh, from which the holder recovered, and the date of the first uh, pro- te- uh, positive test result. Uh, so all of that sort of information is going to be required for travel um, if with anybody who's recovering from COVID.
1: But if she comes out of isolation tomorrow, can she catch a flight and get back safely to Ireland next weekend? Oddly
5: enough, when coming out of isolation isn't where the decision will be made, it's the date of the t- a positive test result and then uh, it looks for it uh, to, to be verified you know by the agency doing the test result it, it, it's, uh, the way uh, these things work is it goes by the bureaucracy rather than the lived experience and
1: where does she get that and when can she get that proof of recovery sir?
5: She needs the proof of recovery from um, one of the test providers now there's quite a few of them private, there's some of them done by the pharmacies in England but obviously if you coming out of isolation there may be further regulations according to the local uh, British one but they're widely available and easily found anybody looking for one by the way that needs one um, you know they are widely available in pharmacies like Boots not just antigen but uh, PCR as well but in this specific case Uh, Let's be clear, there's going to be an added complication that she's coming out of uh, of isolation and I would really strongly recommend that she engages with the NHS or with the GP uh, and the area where she is before we start moving. It's going to be a bureaucratic procedure to get her travelling, not just the lived experience of recovery and uh, uh, re-entering from, uh, emergence from uh, isolation.
1: Because she said that there would still be COVID traces testing positive even after the isolation period.
5: If there is uh, anything uh, that uh, interferes with a positive test, that. Uh okay. That pretty much puts the kibosh on it. Uh, As I say, it's a bureaucratic exercise. You have to think like an official. You have to think like uh, the the immigration guys, the aviation guys. They've no real interest in what you've been through. They just want to see positive uh, test results, evidence where it was taken out, who took it out. Can it be verified? They're the pieces of information they're looking for.
1: So where would she get that then? You're saying she'd get that in the UK when she's trying to get back, is it?
5: Absolutely, you're not going to get on board without us. Um, what you've got to, uh, what I said before, without you know going into Linda's specifics, is that I would strongly recommend just uh, not as uh, a travel expert, even, but just as a, if this was a relative of mine, that they engage. Uh, with the NHS or with a GP uh, that's not based on on anything other than common sense but I wouldn't be doing that rather than going to one of the public providers of a
1: test So in the sense that when she's in the UK soon enough before coming back to go into Boots for a PCR test
5: Uh, Absolutely, you've got to treat this very, very seriously because you know the, the, the whole business of reopening travel has been complex. I know but that's a huge
1: gamble for a 16 year old to be left behind you see I wonder would it be better just not to go
5: I, 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 that's something I can't, I, I can't really do. More, but the, the, the reality is that the, you know we have to treat all of these seriously. If somebody gets COVID, that they go through the isolation and go through the proper process, because everybody needs to protect their, uh, their, their. The aviation's uh, have to protect not just their, their uh, passengers, but their staff. And the people that uh, the environment that you move in all have to be protected. So it's, it is to be taken seriously. It's not something that we can find come up with a, qu- a solution or a shortcut for. I wish I could, but that's not the way uh, post COVID travel is going to work.
1: You know, how you can get this um, this uh, recovery certificate. You can request a certificate of recovery from I guess .dot gov uh, .gov .ie It says that you have to have had a positive COVID-19 test more than 11 days ago. So that rules her out with regards to getting a recovery, sir. Yeah, pretty
5: much. It's a bureaucratic process. There, it's not a, it's not the lived experience of emerging from uh, uh, from isolation it's the, the test and the regulation will uh, could be even more restrictive in other travel environments but uh, it's pretty normal that you're waiting for uh, 14 days uh, or 11 days in this case so it's it's really kind of, it, it, it's not it's not there, there isn't a shortcut through it um, we, you, the, it's purely uh, a bureaucratic thing everybody wants to see that uh, the boxes are ticked and that the, um, the, the certificate the digital COVID certificate But isn't it bizarre you to you that COVID. you
1: can fly into the UK unquestioned but not out of it
5: well, you're not supposed to be flying um, if, you've, if you're suffering from COVID or have just emerged from quarantine
1: But they don't um, look for anything do they?
5: Well, in reality, uh, and no airline will let you on board if they uh, if you're carrying COVID and you're supposed to alert uh, the airline to the fact that you have uh, had well, COVID. if you fly
1: Ryanair out of Cork or Dublin Airport, they'll ask for a QR cert, won't they? QR call. Um, there,
5: you're actually, there, there actually is, uh, uh, um, as you're checking in for a flight, there are a series of questions that you go through as well, so it's you know it, uh, it's not a question of what you can get away with; it's a question of what's the right thing to do. Oh, I know,
1: no, absolutely, but I mean, just think that she's already had COVID and she's coming out of isolation, so you would think that that would be a tick in the box for her, you know. But it's not that straightforward.
5: Yeah. It's not for me really to say. It's what yeah. the uh, yeah. the you know the, the regulations are quite. It's. It, Putting them in place is quite complex because there are different data sets that people work from. But these are the agreed regulations that internationally. It took a long time to put them in place. And it really doesn't encourage people to come skedaddling out of quarantine and going straight onto a plane because of uh,
1: all the... Questions, you unanswered questions. That's uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, listen, Owen, as always, thank you for that. I hope you clarify some of the points knows. for Linda. You Mind yourself. For lines, us stay open at 1850 Text 0868 104 We'll pick it up in the morning. Have a good day, I'll See you tomorrow.
2: Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't
1: forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.